hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. The Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Well, it's called like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right right back. He's not that Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Dexter. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. Bashir staggered by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 51 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. I've had him on in the past. It was a roundtable with me, him, and Darren, and it was a whole lot of fun, and um, all of us were bending an elbow that night, and I think Chris uh, Chris got attacked by the wild turkey a little bit harder than us, so um, he wanted to come on and redeem himself, as he says. Um, I think he says in the beginning here off the top of the episode whenever you know the interview starts. It's not really an interview. It's not like a massive question. We're most sure it's honestly us just drinking beer. Um breaking down hockey fights i i think well i should say i didn't figure it out chris you know came up with the bright idea of screen sharing and i didn't know because of this whole the zoom thing and um going live in the enforcer appreciation group is all new to me and we actually figured out how to like share the screen look up youtube at the same time while we're doing the um the episode and actually break down some fights that we were talking about because the basis of the episode was like five of his favorite fights which is a very and I it's exactly what I wanted it to to be was you know we kind of talk about fights then we get sidetracked talk about fights again they get sidetracked so it's all fight talk of course but um, no so it was a lot of fun and uh, during some of them I and we got feedback from people while we were doing the episode because of course it was live in the Enforcer Appreciation Group so people can comment and uh, chime in whenever and I did get feedback after I think the first two or three fights that we watched that it would they people couldn't hear us while we were talking so you know bear with me here this is all new uh you were still trying to figure out the audios because you got to remember like while I'm doing this so I try to see the audio mixer levels I try to see make sure like that the podcast is recording try to make sure it's still recording in the group make sure the screen is sharing so it's a whole bunch going on I don't have multiple screens here this is all on one screen so I really benefit from getting another monitor so I think I'm going to do that down the line but uh, so the first couple fights, you might not hear us, but you can it's, you can still hear the fight audio. And I think it was uh, the big one was Cam Jansen. I forget who he was who he was fighting in there, but breaking down a Cam Jansen fight, we go over like Morasti and Bosse, Morasti Terrio, shit like that. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, and I gotta thank thank Doctor Chris out there for uh, helping me out there and 
bringing that to light because I had no clue about that. And I I thought about trying to do something like that, but I just didn't know how to do it. I thought I was going to need some crazy other software and all that shit, but nope, turns out I could just do it from the Zoom, so it makes it a whole lot easier, which was a whole lot of fun, and I, I plan on trying to do that going forward, and if I can get some guys on the podcast, you know, um, and their fights are on YouTube, I'd love to be able to go live in the group and play their fights as it's going on, so we can kind of, you know, go almost frame by frame and break it down. I think that'd be so fucking fun, so going forward, I think that's um, something I'm going to try to do, and uh, make happen for the show and like I said this is more so it's not really an interview it's more so you know just a kind of a bullshit and uh, sitting around drinking beer type episode and it was it's some of those are fun though because you can't uh, you know I'd love doing interviews don't get me wrong but sometimes you just got to sit down and shoot the shit and um, you know it's fun to interact with the folks that go into the comment section and you know bring up this fight or what it was like with that fight and um, even some guys who comment are former players, and we can look up their fights and break those down, which we did with uh, with Mike and his his fight uh, with a goalie. So that was a whole lot of fun. Um, so you know, if there's a little audio issues, or excuse me, audio issues here and there, bear with me. It's my first time doing it. I think I got it pretty dialed in towards the end. Although I will say at the very end, I didn't notice it because I got this little pop filter in front of the microphone. So you hint, as you know, it's all tinted or whatever. The microphone was like pointed like this way over here. And he probably couldn't hear me that well, so that's definitely on me and my apologies. Um, but, yeah, going forward, I think I'm going to try to do some breakdowns with some guys and uh, their fights and everything like that in, in the group live so people can watch it. Um, i got a couple guys lined up. Hopefully, I can make an interview happen this week. If not, I could probably definitely make one happen next week. But i got a couple guys lined up, uh, one being a big LNH guy um, and then the other being an L- uh, excuse me NHLer, so... I uh, get the best of both worlds here in the minor pros and then the NHL. So I'm thinking those interviews will be a lot of fun. And, you know, for those who tune in to the, um, the actual live interviews, you know, thank you. It's a lot of fun. Inter- it's what makes it more fun is interacting with, with fan. I don't say fans and I use that loosely fight fans is what more so like it. Not, you know, just fans of the show. Um, but, you know, interacting with other people and getting to bring up other topics. And, you know, I, I know Jay, uh, and Darren always come in and, it's always a good time with them, and we'll fucking rip on each other, but at the same time, we'll still bring up some great shit to, uh, you know, bullshit about. So, no, it's a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, going forward, I think I'm going to try to do some of those breakdowns. So, um, I'm going to try not to make this too, too long. I actually almost forgot to edit this damn thing. It's 8 o'clock over here. I just finished up supper. So, I was sitting there. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> i got to edit this interview together. Interview. Edit the episode together. So, uh, you know, Dr. Chris ain't like, what the fuck, man? So... Uh, like I said, I won't try to make this too long. And I bring it up off the top of the episode here uh, in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. And I know probably didn't everybody that listen to it because I think, you know, I'm averaging like maybe 200 views or whatever and over the span of an interview. Not not an interview, but like an episode in the group. But, um, you know, some shit gets brought up and it's the Internet and it's a, it's always a, a cesspool for stupidity. And sometimes it can just get super fucking irritating. And so, you know... Those who have listened to the podcast for a while and know what the whole purpose of the Enforcer Appreciation Group was, as if as if the the name in itself isn't you know <laughs> isn't enough for some people to get a grasp of what the group is about, but um, no. So I had some some jackass in the group and had to go spewing his fucking nonsense and uh, what was it? Oh, he was saying you know oh yeah Scott Parker was scared of Joey Coaster. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was. You know even though he fought you know Tony Twist and. Uh, 
Bob Probert prior to that. And then I think even after the Probert fight, came back and fought big Pete Worrell right after that. So, yeah, I'm sure he was really scared of Joe Koser, though. Um, but he has to go on spewing his shit. And people don't realize that when they say this dumb shit on the Internet, um, who could be seeing that? And in the Enforcer Appreciation Group, we have a lot of not only former players, but families of those former players. And I know DJ, uh, DJ Parker, the son of Scott Parker, is in that group. And he happened to see it, and he made a post like, you know, if this is what it's going to be like, then fuck this. And I don't blame him. I mean, who would want to come in there and see that fucking dumb shit all the time? You get someone spewing nonsense about, you know, that's his father. So you can only imagine what it would be like someone spewing shit about your family member, how much fun it would be to go into a group and see that, because that's supposed to be the escape. Uh, you, you know, the Enforcer Appreciation Group is supposed to be... I like to hold it to a higher standard where you can't just say whatever you want. And it was just a, it, you know, it was bad timing that DJ happened to see it because it was handled right away once I saw it. And it's a matter of if I see it or not, if people report it, if people don't report it, then I can't see it right away. So, um, I did, you know, take care of the dude who said that. And I made a post to DJ saying the, it wasn't directly at DJ, but basically like an announcement saying like, is it really that hard to not be a fucking idiot on the internet? Like, and I, I was going to go live Friday night for like 20 minutes and just motherfuck everybody, but I, I figured that wouldn't be productive because for every, you know, asshole that comments out there, there's a hundred other comments that are positive. So um, I had to cool down that night. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty fucking pissed. Um, I don't like seeing that shit at all. And uh, DJ, I've had back and forth with him privately in messages before that and super nice dude and um, his mother, Francesca, and even uh, Scott Parker was kind enough to go live in the group last last year, right around Christmas time, was kind enough to go go live in the group and give out a fucking uh, a couple autograph pucks. I think he I think he handed out two or three of them or asked questions like trivia questions about his career or might have been just one. But either way, took the time out of his day to come into the group, go live interact with fans for, you know, 20 minutes, uh, give away a free puck that's signed. And that's the shit that happens. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm, and it's always the fucking people who sit there and they never interact in the group at all because you can see it all. Our, all my, all me, uh, my admins, everybody can see it, you know, Darren, cause Darren's an admin in there. You can see it. It's always the fucking jackass who never interacts, but finally opens up his mouth. And of course makes everybody fucking look bad been in the group for like a year and a half, two years, doesn't post anything, of course has to run his fucking yap about it and looks bad because DJ sees it and it pisses him off, so I don't blame him. So, I mean, and what a dude Scott Parker is, let alone for him to be getting called a punk because apparently he ducked Joe Koser, which I'm sure didn't happen at all. Um, so, you know, this guy takes time out of his day to co go live in the group, interact with fans, give away a puck, and that's the, sh that's the fucking thanks he gets. Like, no, that's... It's fucking ridiculous. So that shit really pissed me off, and I'm not gonna lie, I was I was really fucking mad Friday night. Um, excuse me, it was Thursday night going into Friday. I was really fucking mad, and I was gonna go live and and the group and just start motherfucking people. Not that it would have done anything; it would have been more so just a release for me. Not that anybody really gives a fuck. And then of course you get the people. After I made a post, basically just saying, "Don't be a fucking goof." And maybe be a little bit more mature and show some respect to people. And I'm not saying you got to kiss a player's ass. And I made that in the post as well. I'm not saying you like. You know, if you don't, if you didn't like a player, didn't like his fight style, you can't, you, you like, you can't critic or you know critique him at all. You can't criticize him. I'm not saying that because I'm not the biggest Brashear fan. I'm not, I'm not a fan of certain guys, you know. But at the same time, you give the devil his due there with Brashear. You know, he did it for a long time, and there's a reason he was so effective at it. I never fucking dropped the gloves at the NHL level, you know. But meanwhile, Joe Schmo can sit there and talk shit about Scott Parker. Why? 
And what 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 prog- like what what does that even do? Does anything positive come from calling him a punk after that? No. Instead, you fucking you sat there, you ran your lips, and you pissed off his son, and you made that family upset because you had to sit there and run your fucking mouth. So the shit like that on the internet is what pisses me off, and it's what made that group special at first when I started it, and it's gotten a little out of hand recently. So I made it private. So hopefully that you know starts. Tr- you know, uh, weeding out the fucking yahoos here. But when I first started that group and there was about five to 6,000 people in it, that when I, that was when I think the group was in its prime as far as, uh, uh, a lot of like just general positive interaction, you'd still get the onesies and twosies, but they would be deleted immediately. But now it's like, I, I fed the gremlin after midnight and I wanted the group to get a little bit bigger. And now here we are. And these are the fucking consequences. So now I, I made the bed. I got a lie in it here. So I'm hoping to clean up the group a little bit. So, but shit like that just doesn't fly, and it, it doesn't sit well with me at all. And I know it doesn't sit well with players either, because a lot of former players have to go in that group, and that's their one escape to think about the good old days, and they see, okay, well, I'm not going to be in this group. I'm not going to post in here because I'm just going to get fucking shit on. So instead, you ruin it for everybody. And it's like I said, it's always the fucking dude who hasn't commented or done anything productive towards the group the entire time they've been in there. But that's, then they open their mouth and ruin it for everybody else. So I think the guy's name was Mike, but Mike, go fuck yourself. Um, I'm sure you're not going to listen to this podcast. Don't care if you do, but go fuck yourself. Cause you, you really pissed all of us off that night. So, um, anyways, on a more positive note, um, you know, we'll transit <laughs> transition a little bit here. Sorry. I got a little fucking ear. I'm, you know, I get irritated just talking about that. So I had to get that out of the way, but, um, please do me a favor. Speaking of Darren, uh, go check out the fourth line voice podcast. He just had on, did he just have on a player? I think he did. Or no, his Sunday episode came out um, yesterday, which I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that. So, um, but Darren does player interviews on Wednesdays, and he does uh, they call it Shit Show Sundays, where he does a solo episode and kind of rants and yells at the clouds, kind of like I do in the intros here a little bit. Um, so, Darren, go check out his not only his podcast, but he's got the YouTube channel. It's also called Fourth Line Voice, and he's got you know thousands thousands of videos out there and it's it's a shame because youtube has been taking down a lot of uh hockey fight videos i know steve's channel suffered it and um another one did uh, my channel i had to fight for a danbury trashers video uh i don't know why i put an age limit on it said it wasn't suitable for children and they still said I've, i was violating children so, some children pile or like child policy there so i don't know what's going on with youtube and their hockey fights but um it's getting less and less here. It looks like with you know channels being able to post shit. So hopefully this is, this is a trend that doesn't continue. Um, of course, hockeyfights.com and all their fucking wisdom can still post there somehow. But all of us little the little guys who post shit that hockey fights won't. They we we're the ones getting punished. So I don't know why it is. Um, and my video was just one little thing. I mean, I, at least my channel wasn't taken out. Steve's whole entire channel got taken out. Whole. I mean, that's like years of footage taken away so it's it's kind of ridiculous um and so with that being said i ask people to please go donate i'll post the link here in the description of the podcast so you can click it please go donate to the gofundme for bring back drop your gloves everybody knows dropyourgloves.com and what a great website it was well steve's trying to bring it back and i've said this multiple times if everybody in the enforcer appreciation group just gave a fucking dollar We'd have had the damn site up by now because it's going to cost around ten grand, which I know is a lofty goal, but it can be done. But you know, instead of giving a dollar, people just want to run their lips about fucking ex players, apparently. So, um, 
please go donate to that, and it will help bring back Drop Your Gloves, not only for just fight fans, but players can go back and see their fight cards and uh, you know, th- remember their career and maybe show their kids or something. That's the most important part. Um, do me a favor. Also, go check out Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Um, he just released an episode today. I can't think off the top of my head um, how, or excuse me, who it was. Um, I just got the notification not too long ago that it was, or well, I, sh- I shouldn't say not too long ago, got it in the morning, but it was, I kind of had a busy day at work today. So um, I haven't been, I wasn't even able to listen to any podcast today, but I had, Joe does great content. He's, he runs the, um, like I said, the Coliseum Chronicles uh, podcast, which is based on the Islanders enforcers and anybody who is in their farm club. So he's got guys like Aaron Asham on there, Jason Strudwick, Kerry Clark. Uh, the list goes on with him. So, and same with Darren. Darren's got John Rasty, Steve McIntyre, Josh Mazur. Um, I mean, such great catalogs. All three of us will give you a big, uh, a huge amount of content to listen to. Um, so please go back and, you know, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, uh, go back in my back catalog. And then you know, I encourage you to go check out Fourth Line Voice and Coliseum Chronicles because the back catalog for those two. Uh, is astronomical. I mean, you get content for days. When our our interviews aren't, I don't think we have any like thirty minute interviews. I mean, you're getting a minimum of an hour of uh, content from us. So, excuse me, but and you know, with with that being said, I was going to touch on this last episode. You know, I said I didn't want to make this long. This is probably almost going to. I'm going to drag out this fucking intro for thirty minutes, but you know, shit has to be said. Um, so I didn't get to say anything about it last episode because. Uh, which was a great episode, by the way, with Sean Pete. For those listening, I encourage you to go check that one out. Sean was awesome. Uh, he was a fantastic guest. I had a lot of fun talking with him, and I definitely got to get him back on the podcast. But um, most of the time, I didn't do any intro for that episode because um, the fire alarms have been finicky here, so they were doing testing. And so, like, all day the fire alarms were going off, apparently. When I got home, um, it was so unpredictable. They'd go off for, like, 10 minutes, and then... Uh, it'd be quiet again. And then another five minutes later, it's like another 20 minutes they're going off. So I was like, I'm just going to try to fucking put my headphones on, edit this real quick and get it out here. Um, so, and you know, I'm not going to speak on behalf of Darren. I think everything that needs to be said about hockeyfights.com and what they do has been said by Darren. And his side of the story is what I encourage you to go listen to. I'll basically give you the gist of it. Uh, he was, you know, I, you can't see, but I'm doing air quotes here. Um, partnered with them although they were a shitty fucking partner never promoted a show never pumped the tires for a show it was just another way for you know them to get traffic to their site because darren would tell people to go to hockey fights because he was supposed to be a partner with them um and also william at the biscuit but you know that that side with william i don't know i'm not going to speak on that so i'm just going to speak on what you know darren has said to me and what he said on his podcast but um as you know hockeyfights.com recently picked up john scott which hey great for them uh, it only makes sense for them to pick up John Scott because, you know, tough guy in the NHL, so, and he's got his own podcast, so it only makes sense. But the shit that Hockey Fights has done um, to Darren is pretty fucking greasy. So not only did they, were they, you know, the, like I said, a big air quotes here, a partner of him that didn't promote his shit, multiple ideas of his were stolen. So uh, if you heard me mention it before, uh, you know, the Bob Probert Invitational, the 64-man tor- uh, fight tournament, where, you know, fans were vote, or excuse me, fans got to vote who they wanted to win. And it was, it's all like a March Madness style bracket. So it's a hypothetical matchup, you know, guys may have fought each other, might not have, but fans got to vote on it and select a winner of the Bob Probert Invitational. So there's one guy standing. 
hockeyfights.com stole that. They did a 64-man tournament, which won. And I remember all of us, at least on Twitter in the little hockey fight world, were given hockey fights a whole bunch of shit for it because they completely stole it from Darren after they, you know, basically threw him in the water without a fucking life preserver and said, here, fend for yourself. We're not going to pump up your show. So they did that. And then Darren also, you know, brought up doing a best of the Western League thing with them and they just, sh- you know, shrugged it off, put it aside. Well, guess what they came out with uh, months down the road? Here we go. Best of the Western League. Well, and it, again, and I, I'll say this, and that Darren has said it, it's not like, you know, these are groundbreaking ideas, but when it's it becomes a, not just a coincidence and a fucking pattern with them, that's that's where Darren doesn't like it, and obviously I don't like it either, and most of us have all seen right through their fucking their website. Um, and, you know, after that, uh, if you listen to the fourth line voice, you'll know Darren does a top five tough guy, or excuse me, it's the top five, t- uh, bleh, fuck, easy for you to say, top five opponent series he does with tough guys he's had on. So uh, he just did one with like Cam Jansen as the top guys, or excuse me, top five enforcers that those guys have faced, or top five toughest opponents that they face throughout their career, whether it's the, you know in junior, NHL, doesn't matter. Well, when HockeyFights.com signed on John Scott and it was, you know, doing that for a while, guess what else they just did? The Pound for Pound series where they talk about the top five guys or whatever that John Scott, well, John Scott's interviewing a guy and they do their top five. So it's it's disheartening because, you know, I'm again, these aren't groundbreaking ideas, but we all work our fucking asses off on this podcast. Myself, Darren, Joe, uh, are we the biggest podcast? No, we're not spitting chicklets. We're not John Scott. We're not Cam and Strick. Um you know, we're, we're fight fans. At the end of the day, we're fight fans. We don't have a big, you know, catalog where we can just go through and just pick a name and, oh, okay, let's call him up real quick. That's not how it works for us. We got to grind for this shit. For every guy that has said yes to agree, or excuse me, that says yes to coming out of the show, there's like 17 fucking no's in between it, I promise you. There ain't there ain't a whole lot going on as far as interviews sometimes. And it's, it's, it's frustrating as a content creator with... And myself, Joe, and Darren will tell you, it's not easy getting guests on. Sometimes, sometimes it comes in waves. You'll get it's like almost like you can't stop getting guests, and out of nowhere, it's like nothing. But you see all these NHL players in their podcast, which I mean, hey, I get it. That's their side of the story. They actually played the game. I'm sure people want to hear that, and that's you know they played at the highest level. But they can just kind of you know get players at the drop of a hat or get coaches on and stuff like that. But we can't, you know, I you almost feel like a used car salesman sometimes pitching this shit to guys. Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm out. Like, this is what we do for the show. You can, you come on and then the worst is they'll fucking read and they don't get back to you. And you feel like a fucking asshole afterwards. Like you just wasted time out of not only your day, but their day too, apparently. So it's a fucking grind. And I'm not saying that to be like, you know, rude or, Oh God, go listen to our shit and not spit chicklets. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, please, the least you can do is, respect our shows i guess and appreciate kind of the grind we put into it and again we all go through fight cards shit's not easy especially with drop your gloves down because uh, hockeyfights.com you know even though they claim to be the bible of fucking hockey fights their website's absolute fucking garbage they have fuck all for fight cards on there but drop your gloves had everything so now if i wanted to get a uhl card or a colonial league card from you know 2002 that ain't fucking happening 
out in the uh, hockeyfights.com. They don't have that shit. So now what we have to do is you go through elite prospects. you got to find PIM leaders, find the division. And you have to go through line by line each year, not only just for teammates and the guys that they might have fought. And you got to piece together footage in years that that shit happened as long as the footage is labeled correctly on YouTube. But you have to sit there and go through division standings, uh, PIM leaders, division leaders, shit like that. I mean, it's a fucking grind. We don't do 30-minute interviews, Oh, you know, all done. Here you go. Fucking kick it to the side. We won't mail that shit in. All of our interviews are fucking like hard work. I don't and I don't. Yeah, I get it. It's still fun. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a fun thing. I love doing the podcast. All of us love doing it. If we hated it, we wouldn't do it. But at the same time, when you got this fucking site like Hockey Fights, who just want to they want to own everything. It seems do that and steal that from Darren when he works his ass off on these interviews is just fucking wrong. So I I can't stand HockeyFights.com and fuck those guys. Um. So I just wanted to get that out there, and I apologize. You know, I'm kind of going, getting ranty here, but it's just, it's frustrating when you have small content creators like us. And then again, in the Force Appreciation Group, when we'll be sitting here and, I, fuck, I post it whenever a new episode comes out. Myself, Darren, and Joe post our episodes in there all the time, every week. Then you get somebody in there, does anybody know any fight podcast? Well, fucking A. And then you look, and they're, they've been in the group for, you know, two years. Oh, really? You had no fucking clue there was podcasts out there that were fight podcasts? And it's like sometimes you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> is it that hard to, you know, give it a listen? Or is it that hard to, you know, maybe get some people to listen? It's, I don't know. It's just like sometimes it's just so fucking frustrating. So uh, please just give us little guys the time of day. Um, I'm not saying, like I said, you don't got to drop, listen to spit and chicklets or anything like that. Obviously, they're player podcasts. Go listen to those. But I'd, I'd put my interviews, Joe's interviews, and Darren's interviews up against anybody's interviews. Um, you know, I had Pete Vandermeer on. Both both interviews I've had, well, I didn't have two, but I had one and um, Darren's had one. And he just had his top five toughest opponents. He did the nice series with Pete Vandermeer. Fuck, I'd put those interviews up against uh, Vandermeer's interviews on Spit and Chicklet. Um, you know? So, I, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's frustrating at times, so I guess I'm just bitching to bitch here. So I guess I'll wrap it up here. But if you like the show, please listen, uh, li- you know, share it, give it a listen, all of the previous shows, um, like and share it on Facebook. Do me a favor also, can you please rate and review the show? If you go on iTunes, give it like, you know, fuck, at this point we're probably getting one star. But give it however many stars you think it deserves. Write a review, motherfuck me. Um, or, you know, pump up the tires on the show. That'd be great, too. It's always nice to... Uh, you know, at least get validation. That's one thing I will say that's nice. If you if you listen to a lot of shows or a lot of our interviews with guys, they'll say they enjoy our interviews more than spitting chicklets. And I'm not saying that again to pump the tires. It's just we're we're the lunch pail kids, right? So we're trying to work for minor. A lot of the times it's minor league guys, and I think they appreciate it a lot more. So, um, but yeah, give the give the podcast a follow. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Twitter is the at the number five and then four fighting pod. Instagram is just five for fighting spot. Uh, excuse me, five for fighting pod spelled out. Facebook is just five for fighting podcast. You search it, give the page a like. Um, and again, please rate and review the show. It'll help the show grow, and hopefully we can uh, get a, get out there in the world and maybe you know, make a splash in the podcasting world for hockey podcast. Um, you know, all of our shows, me, Darren, and Joe. So, um, anyways, I've kept you guys long enough. I've bitched long enough. So. We'll just get after it here. Um, we'll get more positive with Chris Banity. And Chris, I know you're listening. Thanks again for coming on, bud. I appreciate it. I'll definitely get you back on again. 
um, and we'll have a grand old time. Maybe we'll get a round table with old Searson out in the UK or something like that. So, um, anyways, guys, go ahead, crack a beer, breathe a little bit, because I know I need to after doing this fucking intro, um, and enjoy some fight breakdowns with me and Chris. Thanks, everyone. This should be good. This should be very good. All right, live in the Enforcer Appreciation Group tonight, I'm here with a good friend of mine who's been on the show before. Uh, him, myself, and Darren probably had a little too much to drink at one point uh, forever ago in an episode, but it's all good. <laughs> we are here now live with Chris Banity. Chris, how are you doing tonight, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited to be back. I'm grateful you're letting me come back, to be honest, after that. But, you know, supposedly that was the the People's Champion episode, right? It was. You were the star of the show, man. And I mean, well, I mean, anything's better than that Darren guy. So as long as we're beating him, it's fine, right? Fucking ass. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Can't, sure. Can't wait to see what he's got to say. I, I was about to say, you know he's going to come in here and fucking chirp us. <laughs> you know he's going to. He does every time. And I'm sure Jay out and I was coming in here eventually, too. Um <laughs> But so for those tuning in tonight is a little bit different. It's not going to be really an interview. It's more so just us bullshitting. And we figured out a beautiful thing of how we can kind of watch fights with you guys. Um, and I'll be pulling it up so we can share the screen. Thanks, Dr. Chris over here for elaborating this and opening my third eye in the Zoom world as this is also <laughs> new to me. But um, no, it's yeah. going to be a good time until we'll be kind of going over some of our favorite fights. And uh, Chris will be talking a lot of blues stuff. So if you're a blues fan, I think you're in for a little bit of a little bit of a treat tonight. Yeah, man, I'm grateful, and you know, for for this hellhole of of online school and online meetings and everything, if I gained one skill to help out the the podcast, that that's good enough, right? Well, so. I mean, we just have to touch bottom <laughs> with this podcast. I need all the help I can get. Of course, there's Jay already up. Look at this pair is what he says. There it is. I was waiting for it. I, was, I knew he'd be in here. It was either him or I was just we should have placed a wager of who was going to chirp first, him or Darren. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, you know, right. I guess we'll we'll dive into it a little bit here. Um, so, well, actually, um, before I get going here, I want to take the time to give an apology real quick to uh, DJ Parker, who was Scott Parker's uh, son, as many people know. He's in the group, and somebody had made comments about his father in the group. Uh, of course, Scott Scott Parker in the NHL, and that that shit isn't condoned in here. Um, I, I I don't appreciate people kind of kind of saying negative shit about players because this group isn't just for fans play uh, there's so many players in this group um and their family members and that's what this whole this whole thing is about it's not just for us fans it's a place for former players to kind of come back and relive the old days and that shit shouldn't happen in here so i don't i i, I would like to say we're going to buckle down a little bit more on what kind of content is out there as far as what people say and i'm not trying to say you can't say this or you have to say you know this player was always the greatest i'm not saying that at all but i'm just saying show a little bit of respect and don't don't be a clown, especially when a family member is involved there. So I wanted to give an apology out there. And I know he's probably not listening, but um, in the off chance that he was, I wanted to say that. And um, I hope that people know that that's not the kind of content we try to produce here um, in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. So I felt I had to get that out of the way real quick. Sorry, Chris. No, I was, that's perfect. I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> one of the best things about the group that you're running is just the, that we do have an actual like sense of community. And we have kind of, you know, I think you and I met on Twitter and, and Darren and Jay, and we kind of were able to bring that from Twitter over to this group. And I think that's, it's really important. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that, you know, if we, if we go too lax on it, we're going to lose that community and lose that kind of sense of respect because I mean, it, it is enforcer appreciation, right? Like that exactly. is the title. So it's not, it's not a space to, uh, you know, talk down on anybody. 
especially <laughs> especially that guy right, <laughs> right? especially know? scott parker i mean fuck well, dude's an animal yeah yeah you know, he's, he's an animal and he's doing, he does the uh um parker's platoon stuff right so that guy's doing very worthwhile very important um you know, charity work for veterans. Who, who are you to, you know, talk shit on that guy, right? Yeah, so, exactly. And again, know. as, as Darren would say, it's Joe Schmo who's facing, you know, Jiffy Lube at nine o'clock on <laughs> Wednesday or whatever at fucking rink B. So yeah, it's always one of those guys. But, you know, I'd like to say for every shitty comment that's out there, um, you know, there's a hundred more that are positive. So um, it just gets frustrating when you see it happen, and especially when somebody takes offense to it, because somebody shouldn't have to come in here and see somebody talking shit about their dad or anybody yeah. of that, or anybody in their right. family for that matter. So um, just wanted to give that a disclaimer out real quick at the top of the episode here. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. I appreciate you letting me let me get that spiel in here, but we'll start <laughs> we'll start diving into some fights. So, um, you know. I guess we're doing a baseline of five fights. Is it? We're probably going to end up either doing more and just going off the rails completely like we normally do. But what's a memorable fight number five you got from St. Louis? Um, so I, w- I was thinking originally you had asked me kind of like five favorite fights. And, and like I said, before we started recording, I was like, well, I'm a little bit rusty. You know, I can't really say, oh, this one's for sure my favorite. But I did think of like, about five um, worthwhile fights to talk about. And some of them are probably not going to be what you're, what you're thinking about. You know, it's not always, always about like the silverbacks going toe to toe. (laughs) Um, And so I guess the first one, I guess I'll send it over in the chat and we'll see if we can get this, this broadcast going of our, our fight commentary. <laughs> yeah. Jay says Nicholas Cromwell fights. Unfortunately, we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, that's, that's on our list to talk about Jay. Don't worry. We're going to be getting after it a little bit there. Um, cause I think, um, before when I had Chris on, we were going to talk about Nicholas Cromwell, but I think there was some alcohol involved that sidetracked us a bit there. Oh, you know, I was walking through the darkness that night, you know, I was lost. <laughs> But I, I still think I held it together pretty good for, for what had happened. But, <laughs> what but had yeah. happened was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So um, what you got for the first fight here? Uh, so I, I sent it over in the chat. It's actually uh, Vladdy Sabotka. Uh, you know, he had, um, was one of my all-time favorite players when he uh, first kind of like popped off with the Blues. Not an absolute killer not um a heavyweight by any means but that's almost kind of why i liked him so much is that he was a smaller dude who just didn't take shit from anybody right so in this in this fight that's exactly what you're gonna see and like i said you know uh of course the heavyweight fights are kind of the show pieces that we love to talk about um, Here's what but, you need okay, to know about Chromebooks. That's not that's great. all of like hockey fights, right? It's about that accountability. It's about sticking up for yourself and your teammates. Right. So, I figured we'll, we'll start in the featherweight category. <laughs> and so, <laughs> while, it's, while it's not the most impressive fight, and we'll get like a replay here, um, you gotta love this dude. I love Reeves on the bench, just like kind of looking, chomping at the bits a little bit there too, waiting to go after somebody. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And, and uh, we'll talk about Reeves later too, but 
you know, what we're going to see on the replay, it's like Saboka gets boarded from behind. There's no call. Uh, he doesn't wait for anybody to stick up for him, and he just handles his business. And I think that, you know, you got to love that. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> and again, you know, hey, he's not swinging from the fences or anything, but you can't all be a prize fight, right? It's not, it's not always going to be heavyweight champ of the world. No, for sure. No, no, that's no, it's it's a solid point, and like you don't see you don't see fights like that anymore, um, where players kind of stand up for themselves. Almost, it's like everybody's just looking around for a call, um, yeah. as opposed to it, actually it, it, going after yeah, it. it. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, you're 100% right. It's like, it's so incentivized to put yourself in a bad position. Uh, it's so incentivized to like turn into the boards because you'll get that call, you know, or, uh, or if you don't, it's like, you know, nobody's going to save you uh, right. these days. You see it today and, you know, I'll play the authenticity card here because, of course, I play, you know, D-League hockey, so I don't know what it's like to play at high level of hockey at all. But it seems like more and more now today, guys will turn into the boards instead of, mm -hmm. you know, protecting themselves. And so guys are just getting ran more today. And I've seen, uh, you know, former players come out and say it. So um, I, I think guys are more likely to take liberties at that, too. Uh, you know, if mm -hmm. it's a shot that's open, they're going to take it. I mean, uh, you saw what happened with Kucherov in the playoffs this year. Uh, people knew he was injured, and they kept – they were sure as shit. The Islanders took advantage of it and were cross-checking and whacking him, which I – I mean, hey, I would too. You're trying to get any advantage, especially on a player like Kucherov. But it's just – it's shit like that's going to happen in today's game because there's nobody else to really stand up for it. So um, that fight there was, you know, exhibit A of standing up for yourself. And actually yeah. getting after it a bit there. Like you said, it might not be uh, Tasker versus Send, but it's a prime example of uh, policing your own in the game, even if it's just standing up for yourself. For sure, for sure. And uh, again, you know, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> before uh, before Saboka went to the to the KHL and came back, he's like a different player now. He doesn't play with that that same fire. But dude, like that's the Boca version one. I mean, that guy is so lovable. You know, small dude doesn't take shit, ready to go with anybody. And like, not only that, he was like aggressive. He would like go out and and start shit in a not dirty way, but you know, right. Um, so I figured we'd kind of ease into it with uh with like uh like I said the the, the featherweight fight, right? And then uh, I know you'll be a fan of of this one. I mean, I don't know. This one is just so dramatic. I think we had mentioned it before. Um, I don't think very many people necessarily have, have seen this one. But uh, it's from your favorite league. <laughs> it oh, is, uh, baby. This, this one, I mean, unbelievable. Just kind of build up to it. Let's see here. Um, oh, I closed out. My bad. Let me open up Google Chrome again real quick. Where's that? Now I'm all I'm all fuckered up now. Actually, <laughs> I accidentally hit exit on it. There we go. So I got to make sure it's open. All right, here we go. Bear with bear with us here, folks. I'm over here. This is this is foreign to me, so we're kind of trying this for the first time. There we go. Let me see here. All right, what fight do we what fight do we got here? Oh, Penner and Terrio. This is a good one. Yeah, dude, Penner and the wrong. 
Is that how we say? It? Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As uh, as Darren says, old Thero. I know it drives Dean Mayran fucking ape shit. <laughs> oh man. But just like the, you know, like imagine, like you know, we throw around the word goon, whatever. You know, I just rewatched uh, the movie the other night. Still holds up. Still great movie. And like this fight with the buildup, the like 25 seconds at center ice, just standing there, getting ready, catching your breath. Like that's straight out of Goon, you know? Oh, so. yeah. Well, and I think the backstory, if, I can't remember if it was Penner. Or, I think it was I think it was Gabby Rock is the other story where he really wanted to fight Terry when they put on a show. But Penner, Weapon X, we just somebody posted a fight earlier with him. I think it was Gary Deck. I think you're in the chat here mm-hmm. as well, Deck. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time to watch this. But I think you had posted a <laughs> Weapon X fight earlier. So we'll get we'll get going here on this one with Terry O and Penner. Yeah, and I mean, this is just it's a fury fight. Wait, here, before it keeps, do we have cheap air horns in the background? <laughs> that's very important I, in LNH fights. I know. I, I think you do. I think you do. And then you got you got dudes kneeling down to watch the fight on the ice. I mean great. <laughs> Just absolute punch in the face contest here, you know. Well, the thing about Terrio too guys. is you're not you, Terrio. You're not getting any rights from him ever. You're just gonna get lefts. He very, uh, but there yeah. you go. Of course, there he goes with rights. But it's like he'll throw rights and then he'll just go right back. Like he switches so quick. It's like oh, he'll, yeah. he'll give his left hand a rest. Like... Sorry. Oh, as I was gonna say, he like he'll give his left hand a rest for just like a touch throw some rights and then go right back to it there's the cheap air horns (laughs) (laughs) see and I I will say this oh go ahead I I was just going to say I remember uh, kind of when I you know had my discovery of of the LNAH I was just on YouTube I put in just like hockey fights and I'm pretty sure the first one I saw was was a Morasty fight, and I just jumped in that that rabbit hole, and I was like, you know, because he fought everybody. Right. So you you see guys, you see that Gabby Roche, you see Terrio, you see Alex Penner, and it's just like these guys are absolutely insane. This is fantastic, <laughs> you know. And like part of me again, I, I like fights, or my favorite fights are usually ones like in context right where there's some kind of storyline right um and with 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 the more show fight league you're not going to get that but i mean that is one hell of a fight right there no for sure what the hell i I will say this you know and uh who was i think mikey you posted uh you know it's a lot of tummy sticks nowadays i think the lnh (laughs) for me is the only league where i'll i'll allow a little bit of like the, the bro hug after the fight because they're there to put on a show and it's a little bit it's its own animal and i, I totally get why people have yeah. a distaste for the league of course um because it's not it's not you know it's not your average hockey league obviously it's a little bit different so that's the only league i'll, I'll let it slide when it comes to like a little bit of a bro hug because like you said they're there to put on a show and they know what they're there for mm-hmm. um but even then even with even though they still give you know the the tap or whatever after i mean these dudes are still throwing to knock people out they're, they're not just yeah, it's not just like you know oh here's a couple jersey jabs uh can't wait to work out with you in the summer man like oh what a great yeah. fight and oh we go down it's like this these dudes are still throwing to fucking hurt 
<laughs> yeah and and it's like you know not i'm not gonna pretend like i i tune in for lnah games but i'll say like yeah i think during the regular season they have a lot of the the show fights the stage fights if you want to call them that but i mean those playoff brawls are playoff brawls right like they are you know they're fighting to win the oh, series yeah, for sure yeah so it gets real i mean it's it's real hockey too it's not just the fights and um but yeah i mean that and I think Darren has said, and, and I think I've heard on some interviews that uh, Terrio could have probably played in the NHL. I mean, uh, the guy is certainly tough enough. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know all that much about Alex Penner, but that dude's certainly tough enough if he can stand in there with that, you know. So. Right. No, Alex Penner was a tough motherfucker. He was in a few different leagues, and I think that LNH was where he finished off. I could be wrong. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And I'm sure somebody can... Mm-hmm. Um, correct me to yeah, in the chat here. And Mike said 100% with the LNH earning the right to hug and high five after they're throwing piss missiles at each other. And it's so <laughs> true. It really is. That's that's how it is in that league. I mean, I, and I, it's mm-hmm. it's sad that the league is a shadow of itself now, even watching it. Um, although cool news that just came out, uh, Sean McMorrow is going to play his last season in the LNH this year. With, wow. With um, the 3L team. I think it's uh, Riviere the Loop, I think. You know, my French could be pretty fucking terrible there, so I apologize for French French folk <laughs> listening if that was just awful. But um, he signed one more year, and that's who he's going to play with to end his career. So I think that's pretty cool to see McMorrow going out still. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, I didn't even know he was still kicking around. I mean, you know, that guy's got that uh, that iron blood, you know, Iron Man blood if he's if he's still in, in fighting too, not just trying to ride out into the sunset, so... Is it Trois Rivier, Mike? Sorry, sorry. My comment is said it's Trois Rivier. I thought it was Rivier de Loop. Okay. I could be wrong. So if I mean, I'd, I'd probably take your word over mine. Um, but yeah, McMorrow, he was with um, uh, Jean Pierre last season, and then of course everything happened with COVID. Um, it shut the league down. So hopefully everything goes well this year. And um, you know, with all I don't know what rules the LNH is going to have as far as far as vaccinations and whatever goes, but. Um, hopefully they actually have a season and McMorrow can go out swinging with a bank because you know he's going to try to fight every game. It's just how Sean is. He's a gamer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then uh, here's one of like probably another one of like the all-time – I don't know. I would say it's probably one of the best hockey fights out there, but I think it's underappreciated. So I'll send it over, you know, and it's, you know, close to my heart close to my heart this one here <laughs> let me see i'm gonna move all this shit there we go all right it's, it sucks i don't have a mouse because i like i said with my <laughs> with my um what's it called the damn usb's lacking i used to have a usb but once i got the new webcam because before when i first went live i used the webcam from the laptop that was just just terrible um mm-hmm. and so now i lost my uh what's it called there we go let me go up here i, I lost my usb for my my mouse my mouse had to be sacrificed there we go that's why my whole youtube at rasmussen university we're giving you the green light to earn your nursing or healthcare degree from a national league all right here we go oh no no no, we're in the middle of the fight i love it so i've already that means i've already watched this fight before (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dude this is one of the this is one of the ultimate like marathon bouts you know there we go like we started with the really short fight but we got Cam Jansen and, and LeBlanc no going at it. Surprise! Cam Jansen told me today he didn't know if he was going to play, but if he did, 
He said, you're probably going to see this. And these guys, again, want to be careful. And of course, with Jansen, you know he's he's going to want to go for, they you just, know, three days. The They've talked to other people about what type of fighter these guys are, like, but they haven't fought. About the same so size, and just right. fight those for, like, two minutes. See, Cam Jansen with that left hand, very experienced. He'll throw some short uppercuts to the chin with his left until he has a chance to unleash the right. Jansen had like, he has like the and same face in every fight Pierre, too. He's, he's always biting down like a motherfucker a on his mouthpiece. In every fight, <laughs> I swear. That one right. Yeah. And Cam Jansen and LeBlanc not disappointing. I mean, you know, and it, you. it's not even like, now the real country Cam Jansen one of the popular players when he played here in New Jersey, but right now, they're the talking. Fans the guy in red. <laughs> yeah. And Jansen, wow. Jansen taking it and just shaking his head. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, like you can't hurt them. Cherry, the linesman, you can't hurt to let them go. Well, well, they're hoping they look like they might get tired, but now you're seeing that quick, quick left by LeBron. So the fight started pretty early. We're already at one. We're one twenty-seven into this, piece, there you and see it's still going. Say, not yet. We got lots left. And it's like, uh, where, where, did this, where did this fight start? You know and where are they going to end been. up? Right. They're, they're going to like fight their way up into the this fucking is plaza. Stamina. Like I know it's also adrenaline. <laughs> and just a little short. And that's why both fighters want to keep that left hand as straight out as possible. <laughs> There's one off the helmet. Jesus Christ. And, uh, like, I gotta tell you, Steve, I'm getting really tired watching this. Now we're literally two minutes. We just hit the two-minute mark. <laughs> Unless they give us reason. Still throwing haymakers, LeBlanc and Jansen. Oh this goodness. is Camp's first game since February 13th. Now it really is a matter of And he's so fatigue. good. He's so good at getting that shoulder to block punches. I just yes. gotta tell you, I don't think the officials could do much else. They could just barge <laughs> in there, but they are tending to wait till someone shows a little sign that they're tired. I'm told we've hit the two-minute mark. Is that right? <laughs> wow. And like, these can you imagine, close. dude? I would have wow. passed I would be, dude, I'd be like, puking uh, my fucking brains out right now. For the whole and Cam's helmet finally came off. They're tired. They're done. And of course, and Cam's laughing after it like, like just nothing just happened. He swore he could have gone on for like another 10 minutes. That was a hockey fight at its finest. Chico, that wasn't a fight. That was nearly a boxing round. It lasted You've got to go like puke in the trash can after that. Oh, for sure. Cam Jansen's hoping that LeBlanc will oblige him. And Pierre-Luc was very excited. His cousin's in town. He feels really good about his last game in Toronto where he got to play more hockey. He's coming off a terrific head, fight yeah. with Shelly. <laughs> Obviously, our inner uh, our breaks between. Uh, oh, the other thing, Cam always wore his helmet loose as shit. It'd always be like right here on his eyes. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come, like he, right he, down he on always, it. Yeah, I got to that Steve, this is probably going to be their last shift of the first shit. period. It's going to take until the second period to recover. Good night. Yeah, dude, you like like I said, you've got to go like puke after that one, you know. Oh god, there's yeah. just no way. <laughs> I'm Richard Branson, and I have a once in a lifetime oh invitation damn. for you. Like, Would you like being, to travel? Are we to being doxxed? Well, I recently put an, an, an ad popped up. <laughs> an ad popped up, of course, afterwards. Some yeah, oh, great. Oh shit! But yeah, well, Cam Jansen, dude, what a treat that must have been to watch him out in uh, St. Louis when you because you got to go to some games and watch him, correct?
Yeah, yeah, and St. Louis guy. I mean, Eureka. It's it's out in the suburbs. Yeah, he'll, he'll, let you know, he'll let you know. He'll let you know in his guy. podcast. It's Eureka. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hometown hero, dude. Like, no kidding. Uh, and and I think one of my favorite things about him was that he could hit, right? Like, so you oh, know, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't just a fighter. He was out there like hunting hits, and not the biggest dude, but afraid of nobody just absolutely thunderous hits i mean like uh go to a hockey game today and you know darren always says like you can you can hear a mouse piss on cotton you know the <laughs> board yeah. the boards the boards rattle more when the uh, ice girls throw the trash can over over the boards you know than they do for many hits during the game <laughs> these days but he was like pure entertainment and you'd be watching games and it would be like he's out there literally like third period you know 18 minutes in just banging bodies looking for a fight you know like that's that's heart i don't know what else to say did you ever see his did you ever see his ko on i think it was marsh out in the eihl yeah oh my yeah. god that's brutal <laughs> i mean he yeah. floors them yeah i think uh you know i don't want to put words in his mouth but i i think he said you know um he really feels bad about that because I think he hurt the guy. But he oh yeah, really yeah, his, his career was done after yeah. that. But he respects the dude for for dropping the gloves. I mean, and that's what it's all about, you know. As for it was accountability for a previous incident, if I remember correctly. Yeah, if I recall as well, the it was like the last game that they had had. Um, that guy Marsh had ran somebody on Nottingham and Cam. Um, made made him ob- obliged him <laughs> next game. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. say, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mike says uh, reminds him of Tutu in terms of hitting, which is is pretty accurate. I mean, Tutu oh, might yeah. have even been even more of a cannonball, but that doesn't take anything away from Cam because he was still crushing people. You know, <laughs> Mike, I gotta love it. I just barfed watching that time for a smoke. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I still gotta get you on the pod, bud. I, my, Mike and I have been talking back and forth, and we're gonna we're gonna line up a date, and I'll get Mike on eventually to talk about his career. Um, yeah. And also, Mike, I appreciate the feedback. You said it's hard to hear you guys when the video is running. I'll turn the volume down. I just wanna I wanted to make sure people can hear, um, but I'll turn the volume down next one, and we'll see we can get a better audio. This is our first time doing this, so. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's all trial and error, so I appreciate it. any feedback from from you folks. Will help here. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? We'll, we'll actually we'll pull up for shits and gigs. We'll pull up that Marsh fight. You know, we got nothing but we got nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have anything to do tomorrow, so I'm Correct. I'm all good. All right, let's see. Right. Oh, it's it's your top search result. Oh, perfect, beautiful. <laughs> I think this is a solid angle. It's only 22 seconds, so it don't last long. Yeah. Let me turn it down a little bit here. There we go. No, not all the way down. That should be good. Hansen is going to square off. Yeah. And, it doesn't uh, last long. I mean, obviously. Well, I don't want to talk. Oh. Oof. But he was like, obviously, there have been North American tough guys that have gone to the UK prior to him. You know, there's like a pretty long history of that, but I think he was really kind of like the first one in that final wave because it was like him and then McGratton kind of took over his role in Nottingham. And I remember like, that's how I knew that 
shit was coming to a close in terms of like worthwhile NHL hockey when like the tough guys had to leave the continent to find a job. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I was like, unbelievable. Yeah, I'd like to point out that somebody, somebody in Nottingham was so excited in that fight they threw their popcorn from the upper <laughs> deck. Somebody was so excited that they threw their popcorn. That's the definition of getting after it. Oh my god, yeah. that's great. But yeah, it's funny because you know, and I know John in the UK has said it before. Uh, folks, you'll see it in the forums, people in the, oh, why are they fighting over here in Europe and blah blah blah, and you just look at the crowd's reaction from that fight. I think they oh, enjoyed yeah, it a little dude. bit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to know more than I do about the EIHL. I I only watched it like a little bit when, uh, when Cam was over there and when McGratton was over there. Um, But from conversations with like John, uh, they love their tough hockey, you know, it's, it's, they, they still have that passion for it, which I think is good, but you know, like where the tough guys coming from, you know, like if we, if, if there aren't any really for the NHL in North America these days and and juniors, nobody's fighting, you know, they're going to lose their tough guys too. So they're kind of like that last vestige of, of that tough hockey, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. And they actually just re-signed a a few tough guys. They took uh, the damn clan over there. I say clan, that's that's the team over there. I promise. (laughs) The the Scottish, Scottish Scottish. clan. Yeah. Yeah. Glass now, glass now clan. (laughs) We're talking, we're we're not talking about the clan over here in the States. God forbid. Um, but they took uh they they got they signed Cody Soul who was a tough guy for the Everblades so they took some toughness from my my Everblades I was looking forward to seeing and they still I'm I'm a little bitter right now that Everblades still haven't re-signed any toughness so hopefully um they can make it happen and re-sign uh who is it Kyle Newber and I know Arvin Atwal went to play overseas so we'll see how it mm-hmm. goes um let's see uh, Jay said, I think it's interesting that the UK seems to lean towards the North American style of play, whereas the rest of Europe doesn't. And that is very true. I, I, you know, I was thinking that the other day, if you look like all the tough guys, when they were going over to Europe, um, your, your cat doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to watch out for her. <laughs> yeah. She'll steal your, jer- she'll steal your jerky. I'm sure Jay's waiting to see that. <laughs> I, I ate the jerky so fast. She didn't have a chance. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but yeah, it's like the, the the EIHL over there is the only league that seems to gravitate a little bit more towards the North American style of play as opposed to like like the Finnish league or the German leagues, you know. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Jay said, "Show but, me uh, the goblin." <laughs> interestingly enough, um, I know a guy, uh, another biologist. Actually, I know him from from Twitter, and he's from Switzerland. And. Uh, the first time I met him uh, to hang out, we went to the bar and and he knew just from being like Twitter friends with me that I like hockey and we get talking about hockey. And he was explaining to me that like historically, a lot of the European teams would be kind of like flavored by where they were importing their players from. So even right. in like continental Europe, like if a team brought over you know, five Canadians or whatever, they know that team's going to be pretty tough or tougher than a team that's like importing from Russia instead, you know? So I thought that was really interesting uh, perspective on that. You know, obviously, you know, not, not near as much fighting, not near as tough, but still that kind of that flavor of where the players come from bleeds through, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, you can see it in, 
even like the earlier days of the EIHL when they had guys like, you know, Paul Ferone, John Craighead, um, guys like that rolling through the league. And I mean, even Jay Rosehill went there, I think the same time McGratton did. So mm-hmm. it, it seems like they've always kind of gravitated towards importing Canadian players over um, like, I don't know, Finnish players or something like that, you know? So I think it, the product on ice does show that it, it is a more North American style of hockey. Now, of course, it's getting less and less every year. Well, I mean, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. It's still technically North American style because it's just <laughs> the North American hockey's gotten softer and softer. Yeah, every year, so it's yeah, just how it goes. exactly. But, yeah, no uh, joke. It's like, yeah. What's the uh, what's the next fight you got for us? Okay, and then here is where is it? So we had we had kind of talked, and I I laughed uh, when you to test out like the video uh, sharing <clears throat> brought up the twist Ray fight. Cause earlier today I was like, you know, I got to think, you know, I got to rep rep twists, you know, he's my all time favorite. And I was like, yeah, that Ray fight, everybody talks about the Ray fight. Like I talked to you about that last time. So I was like, <laughs> let's, let's find another one. So I, I tracked this one down today and, and I think uh, it's great. All right. Let's see here. Let paste this in. What are we dealing with? Oh, we're going to get Google Chromebook ads, so that's great. Slave in <laughs> heaven, if, if people don't know that YouTube page, I highly recommend that one. He's a great one for hockey fights. All right, so mm-hmm. we have Tony Twist versus Alec Stoinoff. So here we go. Yeah. Let me turn the and you know, a bit. you know, this isn't him, like, defending the belt by any means, but uh, I think you'll see exactly why I, I like this fight so much. Up to the right point. Here's Walker. Walker works in front with a pass. God, those, those blue sweaters are just beautiful. In at the near point by Malcott. Now Stoyan off and twist, ready to fight at center ice. They're talking. Play goes I love how it's completely away from the play, too. They're going to fight, and they stop play. And we got to wait till they do, like, what led up to the fight part. But, I mean, God, Jesus right hand. Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, the way he controls him, too. Like, he's not even throwing punches, but he's just controlling the fight because, oh, my God. It's just so <laughs> he's strong. Still just throwing. Like, yeah, dude. Like, like, you know, concussions aside, how do you get out of fighting Tony Twist without, like, fractured vertebra in your <laughs> neck, dude? Like, you, you've basically been in a car accident, you know? Like, but uh, the, the best way to describe it, I feel like, is just like Tony Twist fighting him has to be like riding a bull. Like, there's n- almost nothing you can do. Yeah, but uh, when they show like how this that this fight started, you know, Soyanov's challenging him, and Twist is like, "All right, fuck, fine." fine. <laughs> the way he sets his this gloves is business, down. Yeah. <laughs> the it's way like he, you 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 think you want it, you think you want it. Do you really want it? You sure? And then it's just kind of like, and and again. Uh, like talking about kind of being a fan of hockey, being a fan of like tough hockey, like when you've got the baddest dude in the league on your team, like that gives you a little bit of swagger, you know, Right. Uh, that get, that pumps you up for a couple of days, or at least it should, you know? And I, I remember, you know, not so much with, uh, with twist, but kind of like, the blues uh, modern iteration of that with like Reeves, you know, and just to see like uh, Reeves shit pump some dude on, on Chicago and then to go to school the next day and see, you know, the dudes that were wearing 
Blackhawks jerseys yesterday, you know, kind of look down. It's like, yeah, that puts some, <laughs> That's right. puts some swagger in your our step. Guy, our Ray, guy got you know? your guy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, you know, you could say that's a little bit weird, but uh, for me, I, you know, I relate to the players. Uh, the tough guys are my favorite players because they like protect their teammates and stuff. So, you know, to, to have the biggest, baddest motherfucker protect your team and then, you know, to have that fan rivalry, which like rival rivalries don't exist anymore. Uh, so I don't know. I, I always just found that fun and kind of like meaningful, you know? No, it's so true, especially rivalries not existing anymore. The one game I would tell people, well, I should say this, the two games I'll tell people to circle this year are, of course, opening night with Reeves and Wilson because and yep. we can get into this now, and I'm sorry if there's any Rangers fans out there, but Wilson single-handedly like dismantled the entire <laughs> organization. I'm sorry, he just did. <laughs> yeah, dude, he broke the New York Rangers. It's It's like pathetic. It is pathetic to put a statement out in the media. The statement about- is what was the statement is what was over the top. Everything else, like yeah. the signing of Reeves, was probably the smartest thing they could have fucking done. Oh, for sure. But yeah. the statement itself, it was it's, it's which of course it contradicts itself. It was an act of violence. So what do they do? They go out yeah. and get Reeves. <laughs> so- not yeah, not not just an act of violence, a horrific, horrific. act of violence. Yeah, and then like uh, what. John Davidson and the other dude were like, we got to get out of here while the ship is still floating, you know, like <laughs> you have to put out a statement like that. Oh man, you got to be embarrassed. But yeah, no, they're after you're absolutely right. Like, you know, if, if I, if I was a hockey GM, you know, and I had Reeves, he would have never left, but I'm trying to get him every year, you know? Oh yeah. And it's, it's, that's one game I would circle. And I think they're going to fight like, well, and I think I'd brought this up a couple podcasts ago um it was yeah it was when i was uh, talking about the signings excuse me good old bush burp um i don't think that they're gonna fight as much as people like people think every time that the capitals and the rangers play now it's just gonna be fight night of the joe fucking 2.0 i'm sorry it's just not gonna happen in today's in today's yeah. game um but i do and- think opening night they go because there's so much there's so much hype to it they they have to it's like they they're almost obligated to at least yeah that's probably what's what the the climate is like in the dressing room for the Rangers, you know, okay, we got Reeves and we, he's not here to score goals. We know exactly what he's here for and they're playing the Capitals. So I think they're going to go opening night. That is a game I would definitely look forward to watching. I'll be watching that one. I will, I will admit that I will be watching that one for sure. Yeah. That that's probably the only game I'll watch this year, to be honest, you know, like, and, and (laughs) it's almost kind of like a weird, like, uh, prospect to sit here and think like oh you know like now i love tom wilson too i you know i love reeves for playing for the blues and he's he's the biggest baddest shit kicker around these days but i love tom wilson too but just to think about this game and it's just like it's business reeves is going to go in there and take care of business like you know that's just how it's going to be right and i i i really hope it does and I, i again i love tom wilson and I love what he does, and he did it so well that he literally, again, dismantled the entire organization. <laughs> he played his game so well to the T of that pest, the, the tough guy. And, and well, for one, I'd like to point out, I know a lot of people in here will agree, because, of course, we're all knowledgeable hockey. I want to say all of us. Mm-hmm. Most of us are knowledgeable hockey fight fans in here. Know that what Wilson did was fucking child's play compared to... I mean, we just saw fucking Twist give a spine punch to Stoyanov there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. could you imagine if that happened today? People would be freaking out. So, what Wilson did was just fucking child's play. But, 
Um, yeah. He literally, like I said, dismantled that entire organization. And I don't think there's been this much hype around a game uh, or a fight in a – I can't even remember the last time. It's been a long well, time since we've had hype for a fight in the NHL. Yeah, I was just – I was thinking about that earlier when I was looking through fights uh, that, to share for this episode. And I was like, man – and I was like, what? what is kind of like the last – like you know incident and i was like is that like uh matt martin and good branson and like the leafs canucks a couple years ago and it good Br- I, I don't even know if it was good branson but i like, can't remember the, the last like heated like uh, like circle this you know i will say this it was that no it was the kachuk cassian thing with the battle of Alberta. Yeah. that was it i will okay so that came to mind and there was the goalie fight but it was funny the goalies fought but nobody else fought and of all the things it was like <laughs> So it was, and then even the the of course the next game with the Rangers and the Capitals after the whole Tom Wilson thing, and they had the the, the line brawl off the draw that was like you know all three fights that lasted ten seconds, like the line brawl between yeah. the Canucks and Flames years ago when they had you know Wes Garth and McGratton going out there starting shit. Oh yeah, uh, it was just and fucking t- Tortorella in the hallway with McGratton. Like that's hockey history, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. Like the the hype around it has just been so real, and it's funny because again, people say people don't don't want the um, the tough guys and fighting in the game more than any trade that was made this fucking off season or signing. Reeves generated the most hype I saw yeah. on hockey Twitter, and you're I know you're on Twitter, and you're you yeah. know, you're less in the hockey scene, but I know for a fact you saw it. It generated yeah. more hype and conversation than any other signing in the NHL. Yeah, before we talk about that, the, the last thing I wanted to say about, like, again, that, like, rivalry or whatever you want to call it, it's not even a rivalry, but, like, whatever that Leafs-Canucks incident was, I remember there was so much talk, there's so much, you know, hype, it was building and building and building, and, like, two months later, they're, like, circled on your calendars, and then the league, like, issued a statement that, like, we've talked to both teams to ensure nothing happens, and, like, Paros will be at the game, and it's like, that was the most reserved tickets game. <laughs> I could guarantee it. You know, you're killing your own product. What are you doing? Oh yeah. It was so. the same thing with, with Sportsnet. If you, if you, and folks that can go out there, you can look on Sportsnet's on, on their YouTube, the, uh, the, the, not Canadians, the Calgary and the Edmonton goalie fight has over a million views for a, yeah. a fight in the NHL today to have over a million views is huge. So people saying that it doesn't attract new fans or viewers are, are just yeah. completely wrong. I'm sorry. Violence always well, sells. It, it does. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, you know, and I'm not trying to, I've got a lot to say about this. Got a lot to say about everything. If you know anything about me, the word, like somebody says, Chris, you should think opinions. Right. But uh, <laughs> like the, uh, the whole idea that like violence doesn't sell it's like talk to talk walk into a random city in this country and talk to a girl at a bar and mention hockey and she'll say oh i like you know i don't really watch but i, I like when they fight that's what all and people now, not, always say that's all you yeah. need and I'm not, I'm not i'm not trying to say there aren't women hockey fans that are knowledgeable that's not what i'm saying but like your average fan your casual fan like yep what draws the most eyes are the fights and you can you can try to create a narrative around it that it doesn't or like what that one sports caster say this year that like nobody grows up wanting to be a fighter in the NHL. And it's like, are you, you know, 
that doesn't bring people into the game. It's like, as a kid, it's like my favorite all-time player is Chris Pronger, dude. <laughs> I loved watching that guy just beat dudes. And he was a great player too. But then also on those teams, you had Twist and Chase. And like, again, growing up, watching those guys protect their teammates. I mean, we should all aspire to want to protect our friends and help our friends. So growing up, I kind of had that interest towards the tougher players. And it's like, for you to say that, you know, uh, the fighting and stuff doesn't bring people to the game. It's just a lie. You're, you're delusional or it's a lie. No, it's so true. And again, growing up in Florida, um, especially with before the Lightning got there, well, they had, they had won the Cup in 04, but even then it was still a little iffy. I will say this, hockey in Tampa is bigger than it's ever been. So, there, I mean, it, that's pretty cool to see. But growing up in school, you know, everybody was a, a Rays or a Bucks fan, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And so you'd ask them, do you watch hockey? Because I, I would just try to find anybody to talk hockey with because no, nobody, there was one person who watched hockey in my, like, entire mm-hmm. school that was in my, like, same class, or I think it was uh, the year ahead of me. Um, you'd always ask them, what, you'd, you'd watch hockey at all. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't watch it too much, but I, th- I think it's really cool when they fight. And it's like, it's, that's all you, it's, it's so true. That's what attracts people to the game. And it, again, regardless if people say it doesn't or not, it, it does. You just ask the casual, like you said, the casual hockey fan, people will say that's, that's what they like. They like to see the fights. It, it's true. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tim, I'm reading some of the comments, <clears throat> made a really good point that fighting was the thing that made it unique. And I think it's almost, it's like deeper than that. And we'll talk about it, I'm sure later, but like, you know, hockey was one of the last sports that had kind of like a historical legacy culture, you know, persisting from day one to today. And, um, you know, I kind of like, I grew up watching hockey as a little kid, kind of lost touch with it and then jumped back into it in high school and, pretty much whenever, whatever catches my interest, I kind of dive full bore in. So I was like reading books, watching documentaries, interviews, everything. And you learning about the game, the history of the game, the culture of the game. And I think you should do that if you're trying to be a fan of a sport, but instead like what they've done with hockey today is instead of trying to make the best hockey to make money off of it being good where like the merit of the product brings people in they just dumbed it down made it as simple as possible so you don't have to know anything about hockey to watch it you don't have to know anything about the culture to watch it you could just be absolutely shit-faced at the bar the basketball game on tv ends the hockey game's on you because they're just skating around you don't have to like (laughs) pay attention you know (laughs) Right. So, and, my, you know, Mike brings up a good point here and he said it's the, it's just the self-policing. It's not even it, like that's what makes mm-hmm. it unique. It's not even the fights. It's just the fact that if you did something, you'd have to answer. And it's and that's one of the biggest things. And I'm, I, I've said it before and I know you've said it. You don't even need to see a fight to enjoy a game. It's not just, like it's not like I just go to a hockey game. I, I need to see, you know, Probert Domi every single time. That's not it. Yeah, it's that potential. It's that shit that makes your hair stand up on like, like, OK, something like like it's it's like powder keg. It's about to something's about to happen. I don't know what, but something. Oh, yeah. happen and it's the potential for shit to happen and you just don't see it anymore 
Um, and funny, Mike, Mike brought up a great point. Let me go back up to it. He said, do you, do you think when I played in the Arkansas or with Arkansas in the WPHL that fans wanted to see nice passes and goals or Melton Chuck screwing <laughs> and Campbell punching people's teeth out? And it's so true. Oh man. Yeah. And then Jay brought up a good point. He said, look at minor leagues in the South. They knew what people what would get people in the doors, cheap beer and fights. The average fan doesn't understand why, but it gets them in the door. And it's so true. Um, and, 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 and it's like, and that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, there is that surfle, surface level entertainment of, of the fights and stuff, yep. but I mean, it also goes deeper than that. You could go as deep as you wanted in that kind of self-policing accountability, kind of <clears throat> old school justice uh, <clears throat> perspective. And like, and you're right, like uh, going to a hockey game, you used to participate as a fan, you know? like uh somebody elbowed one of your players or a little bit of a high hit then you're like oh shit okay so i need to be watching when you know cam jansen's on the ice with that guy and see if something happens or you know like oh they're on the ice again together like oh he's he slashed him in the ankle i need to be watching for that when the puck comes back that they might come together and fight or you know anything that kind of thing whereas nowadays it's just pong it's exactly. just pong. It's just back and forth, back and forth. There's no boards, no boards rattling, yeah. anything like that. Um, it's just like, man, I went to two games this year. Two games is all I went to this season for the Lightning. And it was just a snooze fest every time. There was nothing going on, no animosity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think they played the Stars twice. I think both games I went to, they played the Stars. And the Stars were like, just, they were trying to fight for a playoff spot. So you'd think, like, they were like two points out of a playoff spot. You'd think they'd have been going balls to the wall. Nope. It was like the most dull fucking game ever. And again, I don't need to see a fight every game to leave happy from a hockey game. That's not it. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's that like intense competition. Um, I think uh, it was, let's see. I, I listened to David Backus interview. I think it was on the John Scott podcast, but he was like, they were talking about, you know, playing today versus when he was coming into the league and and that kind of thing. And he brought up like the warrior mindset, you know, like you put those pads on, you put the sweater on, like you're, you're going to war, you're trying to win. Whereas it almost kind of like transcending sports, if you know what I mean. Whereas now it's literally just like a game you're watching a game. It's like, Oh gee, shucks. I hope they both, both have fun. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I'm gonna, I just so hope both teams have fun. I pulled a clip up just now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know share the screen so everybody can watch it. And this is like one of the. It's exactly this. There's not a fight that happens, but just the fact of when Derek Bugard steps on the ice and Minnesota oh, I love that clip. fucking yeah, erupts. Oh my god, dude! I love it so much. So if people haven't seen this, I'm sure many fight fans have, but this is a good one. This mm. just shows what having that tough guy on your team and just how much the fans enjoy it, which by the way, the years uh, Bugard was there, a lot of the times he was the top selling Jersey in Minnesota. So funny how that yeah. works, but here we go. This is, this is just fantastic. Oh, move. I know. And, and uh, yeah, this is a great clip. The audio is more important. On the breakaway, <laughs> now the fans are calling for Bugard. You can just hear him just going, Bugard, Bugard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be somebody else. Yeah. And the discussion continues. Brian Getzloff telling him to. And I want to say this was the playoffs. I could be wrong, but I think it was playoffs. 
I, yeah. I so. And folks just listen to audio. Bugard's just yapping at the fucking Ducks bench, and he's just telling him, just watch, watch. <laughs> yeah. Mike get on the horn. Get on the horn. To... It's a rock. It's going eight the center As Bugard comes over the boards, and this is a situation, Paul Dvorsky and Dan <laughs> I love that of all the players, he's yapping at Solani. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love Tim Jackman's out there, and Tim Jackman's a good like role guy, but they just end up standing right next to each other, and he just like stares through his body, you know. <laughs> and uh, I think I had mentioned I, I was in a, a game, maybe like 2015, a Blues Panthers game. And the Blues were just running up the score on the Panthers, and it was starting to get chippy. And just everybody in the whole arena is like, Reeves, Reeves, <laughs> you know, that Ken, Ken Hitchcock kind of like looked around and just like tapped him on the shoulder. He jumps over, and everybody's like, yeah, you know, he, he, uh, he like got roughing with uh, Scotty Upshaw and got ejected. But I mean, that's it's that almost like spiritual experience where you're like, you know, we need justice. Yeah, right? exactly. And like in in hockey, like justice is tangible. It's <laughs> right there. Somebody can do something about it and like correct the situation, you know, like how much in your day-to-day life you get pissed off at something or somebody and you're just like, you know, not, not necessarily you want to hurt them, but like, I want this situation to be corrected. Exactly. And in real, in real life, it doesn't happen in hockey. It, it was right there. You are always just like one step away from justice, you know? Oh, yeah. It was the same way in, in Tampa, the whole place. And uh, I I wish the clip was longer because you can't hear it from the beginning. But it was before Waugh's shift. And it was his first game back in Tampa. And he fought uh, Andrew Peters and won the fight. Mm-hmm. But before he got on the ice and the clip, unfortunately, is, is later. But I remember this game and the whole place just, we want Waugh. We want Waugh. And mm-hmm. sure, he goes out there and fights Peters and. Um, gets the better of him, and the whole place was just going fucking ape shit. And it's like, you just don't see yeah. that anymore. There's no like, there's like even, and I don't mean to. Die, and of course, I'm a big Pat Maroon guy. I know you love Maroon, but yeah. it's like if Pat Maroon goes over the boards, I'm not going to be like, oh, here we go, we're going to see fucking like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's not going to be like that at all. It's it's like you yeah. might get it with Reeves or Wilson, but that's it. It's or may I mean maybe even Lucic, but. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, I mean, I'm, you know, I only know from like the St. Louis organization, but I think it's kind of a trend. I correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but a lot of arenas now are more focused on like putting bars in the arena, putting restaurants in the arena, like trying to make an experience when you go to the game. And it's like, no, 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 we, we had, we had like the top experience we could possibly have. Like, if I want to buy a $20 whiskey sour, like there's plenty of other places I can go, you know, <laughs> if I want to eat some like hot dogs and chips, you know, I could go somewhere else. I'm not here for that. So it, it's almost like they're admitting that the product they're selling is not good enough to bring people in. So now we've got to add these extra things. And, exactly. And, it's like, I'm there to watch yeah. hockey. I don't, I don't like, I don't give a fuck about some laser light show pregame. <laughs> Cause I, and even, and it's, I know it's going to sound lame and this probably just shows my age and your age here. Cause you know, we're a couple stout mid 20 year old lads <laughs> here. Um, 
But man, like even the pregame warm-up music is just like that shitty house music. Like I remember going to lightning games and it'd have like, you know, enter Sandman going on. Yeah. And disturbed in the pregame yep. warm-ups. And like you just know you're gonna watch a fucking solid product. And now Amelie yeah. Arena or whatever, I don't know. I think it's Amelie. Amelie Arena, whatever they've changed the name of that damn rink so many mm-hmm. times now. I used to call it the Ice Palace from when it was originally called. Um but even in there, they have like that bar area. They have a big like organ, um, like it's like organ pipes on the back wall for like when the organ's going off. Of course, you know, traditional part of hockey. But yeah, you're right. It seems like everything has been the focus has been shifted from making an experience out of going to the arena as opposed to watching the game. Like that, the yeah. whole point is for you to watch the game. That's the whole that's the whole reason you're there. But now yeah. there's a, a party deck and a bar area, and then you can go buy your you know, $15 box of poutine for whatever reason. And, (laughs) you know, I don't know. So it's just, the the culture has changed so much. And I really started, I I think I started noticing it a lot. Um, And of course, this is a product of me being a little bit younger than uh, most fight fans, but I really started noticing it when I was in high school, um, going to the games and especially like, you know, sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, it was starting to get like that that house music shift into everything. Mm-hmm. Emily that brought in those the, the fucking Tesla coils, <laughs> where it's like the lightning after the goal. Which I mean, I don't care. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't care about that. I'm here to see a hockey game, and you just started to see this shift. And it was probably right around. Oh man, if I was 2012 ish, 2011, 2011, mm-hmm. probably 2012. 2011 was the the great series that the Lightning had with Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my favorite yeah. game I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't see it live, but that was my favorite game I've ever watched. But, um, mm-hmm. and again, that was just a one goal game. I didn't just see 800 cross crease power play goals going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the other thing that kills me is like I you know, and I've I've said it plenty of times, but there have been like so many different narratives they've tried to use to get like fighting out of the game. Hold on, I and gotta, what, I, I, gotta can... I gotta cut you off real quick just because of Mike Mike's comment. He goes sandstorm bumping during free. I don't know if he meant oh, uh, dude, the rude sandstorm. That is that is like, like peak nineties peak nineties techno. I love it. I fucking love it. I'm not gonna lie. Dude. That might that might get the people going a little bit. Bring back some da rude in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was like a Scott Trade Center song they played at least once every game. I'd always like they would play, they would play Cotton Eye Joe like in the third period every game, and then they would play Darude Sandstorm like at some point during the game, and it was like that. That's a hockey song. Yeah, it, you know? it really is. I like how Jay <laughs> comments back. He says, "I see you're a man of culture as well." <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It really is. Old Darude Sandstorm going into the games. It was. We had it at our wedding reception. I love it. <laughs> of course you did, Jay. Jay, I got to see you because I'm visiting, uh, you know, Iowa later on this year, and I, you know, Jay invited me over. So I think we're gonna. I'll, I'll make. I'll, I'll make sure he cooks me the finest of, of steaks, and it better be medium rare to my liking. So help me. I'll send it back. <laughs> um, but I got to see a recreation of the, the Darude Sands because I bet Jay was – I could see him. He's probably doing the fucking sprinkler or the worm to that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they had tried, like, all these different narratives of, like, why we got to get fighting out of the game. And, you know, we need to increase scoring, you know. And so if we don't have these tough guys, we can have more skilled players. Scoring will go up. People just want to see goals. It's like, fuck no, dude. I want to go. 
and I want to watch Roman Polak play fundamental defense and literally like throw tiny people into the boards with one hand, you know, like what, well, cause he's just that strong. And like, I don't care if we win one to zero, I want my team to play fundamentally sound hockey and like, yeah, I'd love to see our defensemen actually play defense. So, you know, like we've lost that today. They took that from us. No, absolutely. And it's just like uh, Timothy said, Cotton Eye Joe was big at MSG in the 90s. <laughs> tremendous. Just tremendous. Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's like it's the whole culture has changed. I don't know if it's just, you know, a couple old men yelling at clouds now at this point. But it's like, oh, it's just so eye rolling now. And I, yeah. I don't mean to sound like, you know, toxic masculinity or whatever. But even going to the Lightning Games, I remember seeing like people like the audience that was there and it seemed like very hipster ish and like, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean no, to cut good, you off. Good. I just feel like we're riffing here pretty good. It's like, you know, a lot of the, the incidents we see these days in hockey where like somebody will board somebody and then they'll just stand there and like get rescued by the officials or, or, you know, or be surprised when somebody comes to confront them. And it's like, I don't know. I think you should have some self-respect. Like, I think you should have some accountability and you should be wanting somebody to hold you accountable for something bad you did. You know, you, you should want that because you're holding yourself accountable. So I don't know how some of these guys like can do shit and then not expect to be held accountable or like, you know, live with themselves of doing bad shit in this world where they're not held accountable, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm a crazy person, but for me, I, I like that kind of like you should have the self-respect to expect to be held accountable. No, it's true. And it's like how we got in. You know, I know you wanted to touch on it the very first episode I had, John. But like I said, we uh, got a little off the rails with a, a help from our friend, uh, Mr. Alcohol. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey. <laughs> yeah, there was a wild turkey running around and it really it got your ass. Um <laughs> But it's the same like Nicholas Cronwall, and I think it was Jay that had made the joke about how many how many yeah. Nicholas Cronwall fights are there. And I'm not saying he can't hit guys because he, he was a great checker, but you should have to answer for that because you're taking out guys like Jonathan Taves and shit like yeah. that. I, you're you're taking runs at guys, but you're not answering the bell, and it's it's something that it. I think it almost I won't say started with Cronwall, but you started seeing more and more of that happening. And you had like Brooks Orpic doing the same shit later on, and yeah, um, for. For me, again, like getting when I got back into hockey and I was like really studying, you know, like the culture, the history, the legacy, all, all that kind of stuff. It's like, OK, so this concept of the code comes up. Right. Oh. And it's like, uh, you know, the code exists, but it doesn't exist, you know, and I, I but I understood it in its kind of like ephemeral nature. Um where it's like you're free to run around and throw the body and make big hits but you're expected to answer the bell you're expected to pay the price so you know and today when people talk about the code and it's always the media people bringing up the code like how alex edler shouldn't have to fight wayne simmons or that kind of stuff it's like no 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 this is exactly how it's supposed to play out thank you kevin bieksa for explaining that on air but it's like okay why do we switch the definition of the code all the time? You know, it's, it's not just what you want it to be. Sometimes bad things happen, right? It's, it's aspirational. It's an ideal that you like try to get to. It's not going to be perfect every time, but also 
rule number one of the code quote unquote is like if you're gonna throw the body you got to answer the bell so like how does a kid i was a high school student how's a high school student understand that concept we've got you know 38 year old tv broadcasters that apparently don't understand that concept you know no and it's true the code has just been so misconstrued over the years and it's the code itself has gotten watered down completely everybody thinks Mm -hmm. that everybody should be wearing you know a violent gentleman t-shirt and (laughs) oh okay sir well it seems you have hit my teammate very violently into the boards i challenge you to a duel and i will drop my gloves first and allow you to get yourself set before (laughs) we engage in this fisticuffs it's like no and I even and here was one of the, the most cringy things I saw. I think it was last season. It was Cal Foot, and you know that's the son of Adam Foot, um, legendary player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, he's on the Lightning. I had seen a highlight, and somebody ran a light. I can't remember who the Lightning player was, um, but somebody had ran him right to the boards. You know, head first. It was textbook boarding. Cal Foot goes up, drops the gloves immediately. Okay, cool, right? Fights him, and the fight is a whole lot of nothing, of course. But then afterward, pats him like, "Oh, thanks, like well, thanks." Yeah. You just ran your fuck. <laughs> you just ran your fucking teammates' teeth into the dasher. What do you mean, thanks? <laughs> yeah, what are you thanking dude. him? Oh, good fight, bro. That's not no. That's not how that works. You shouldn't yeah. want to keep going until the fucking refs break that up because he just injured your teammate and he don't know if he could be out for X amount of time. So why the fuck are you thanking him for a good fight? It's and and that's yeah. what makes that's what and and you see shit like that and people misconstrue the code because of that. They think you know now. Oh, okay. Well, he tapped him after the fight, so that's how it should be. It should be good fight, bro. After the fight, no. Yeah. And I, player, and I know Darren's in, Darren has mentioned on the fourth line voice, players themselves now growing up with this as it's gotten watered down have been brought up to think with this mindset that it has to be a good fight and, you know, we have to get set and it has to be like, you know, can't wait to work out in the summer afterwards. And that's not it at all. Yeah. Like I said, you just ran his, you just ran him into the, into the glass head first and you're going to tell him good fight. No, he just yeah. injured your fucking guy. Why would you sit there and applaud him and thank him for obliging you in a fight? You should keep going until the linesman pull you off of him because you just fucked your guy up. I don't get yeah. it. <clears throat> no, I, I agree 100%. I think it was uh, in a Tony Twist interview where he said, like, all that shit kind of really started when uh, the heavies pretty much only fought the heavies. You know, it was not that like direct accountability so like you know it would it would only be the heavyweight versus the heavyweight and that's where that kind of organically developed from into the problem that we have today well i don't want to put words in his mouth that was my understanding of of that um part of the interview but it's like uh yeah you know i think again uh as a couple years ago uh, what was his name there was like a kind of dirty hit and uh I think it was like the coyotes and the avalanche and this dude just like skated up behind the guy that did the hit. Uh, and you know, that guy who did it, I think it was Ronaldo like turned around and just one punched him. And yes. it's like the dude, the dude did not expect to fight. It's like, what, no, like, what, what are you doing? Are you going to come whisper in his ear? Like what, like, what do you think you're doing? You know, you're going to whisper sweet nothings in his ear after he just hit your teammate. And, uh, you know, and, and you see that like kind of like skate up with like the stick at waist level where it's just kind of like a little bit of a nudge, like cross check. And it's like, you know, what what are you doing? How are you how are you holding that guy accountable? You're not. And then when something bad happens to you while you're doing that, then it turns into this big multinational, you know, global media coverage incident. <laughs> no, exactly. And here I'll, I, I pulled the clip up here of of um, 
Cal, the Cal Gerard. And excuse me oh, for yeah. I, I I mixed up the uh, the hit incident. I thought it was I, I could have sworn it was a hit into the boards, but it was just a high hit on Sergachev. But even then, so here we go. Sergachev. Oh, was he hit there? Takes a high hit. Okay. Throws the gloves off, and this is the fight we're talking here. That. Both their dads have played in the national like, hockey. Like what? Body punches. Dunny, I don't even think he throws a, 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 a punch up at him in, in his face. And then watch this on the right. On the right side here. Oh, good fight. Good fight. Oh, yeah, what the good fuck fight. are you doing? What do you mean, good fight? Are you kidding me? Good fight after yeah. you just hit your guy up high? And you're going to good fight him after you threw three fucking body punches? Are you kidding me? And that's where yeah. that's where the, the aspect where fighting just looks like a fucking joke in the NHL. It just yeah. lo it it looks bad. It's a joke now because that that's that's what we're fighting about, and then it's a good fight afterwards. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, and and also the whole like, well, why does he have to fight after a a, a clean hit? Or you know, not saying this is, but like a part of that conversation right. is, you know, why does he have to fight after a clean hit? It's like, well, it's an imperfect process, first of all, but second of all, you know. For all of the talk of the code, that's again like rule number one. It doesn't matter if it's necessarily clean or not. Uh, There's certain guys you can't hit, or certain guys that you're gonna have to pay the price to hit. You know, and it's really you gotta pay the price, pay the toll. But that's been taken out, and uh, I just reminded me of another thing that I think we should talk about is like, like net front battles. Oh, they're are, not even there gone. anymore. Yeah, there's no such thing. So then when somebody gets like punched in the head or cross-checked or something in the crease, it's like, well, that happened because you got rid of the organic net front battle, you know, or yeah. like when you see, when you see fucking uh, Kadri two hand somebody in the head, you know, like it's because, you know, Kadri's not a killer, but it's because that guy's not going to fight him. So you've got to make them pay the price somehow, you know, a lot of, or when uh, Reeves was another perfect example this year with, with Graves uh, in the playoffs, I think it was in the playoffs. Oh yeah. The, whole, like, the whole lot of nothing that got, got him suspended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody is talking about how it's outrageous and dirty and whatever. And it's like, well, whoa, 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 no, if you could expect that guy to square off and answer the bell and have a fight, it could be handled that way, but because you can't expect him to do that. Well, you've got to get him. You've got to you've got to hold him accountable somehow, and you know he's not going to fight you. So because he's not going to fight you, some shit is going to happen. And it's like again, it's it's not necessarily how it should be. It's not great. It's not all kind and and nice and fancy and everything. But it's like the natural consequence of how the league has decided to change the game. You know, if the cultural expectation was that ah oh, shit, you know, I did that. I know Reeves is going to shit pump me, but I should still drop my gloves. If that was just how it was, then it would be handled and there would be no problems. But because the guy won't fight him, it's like, well, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get you. Yeah, I'm going to get you somehow. And it's and that was, it's not like you have to go toe to toe with Reeves afterwards. All you got to do is just fucking drop your gloves and seatbelt him. You know, yeah, just, it, it, yeah, everything would be solved then. And. I know what you're saying with the, especially with the net front battles. Like I remember the last time I can remember really solid net front battles was it was the series between the Flyers and the Blackhawks in the finals. 
and it was when uh, Chris Pronger was on the Flyers, and it was Pronger and Bufflin going at it yep. every fucking game. It was just like yeah. they were uh, just to get a, a tip on the puck or you know move Bufflin out of the crease. It was so fucking awesome, and you just don't see mm-hmm. net front like everything now is like every it's just stick tie ups. Everybody's just trying yeah. to get a stick lift or uh, tie a guy up a little bit. It's like nothing is like you're not there's no grind for it anymore. Yeah, well, you know, I I grew up watching uh, like Keith Kachuk on the blues and like he made a lot of his bread and butter in that crease. You know, as a big dude, he's willing to fight for that space, willing to jockey for it. And uh, I think that should be part of the game, but it's not anymore. So then you've got these seven foot tall defensemen uh, standing (laughs) 10 feet away from the guy they're supposed to be guarding, you know, and that guy's got his ass in your goalie's face. Like, Oh yeah. Great defense there. Way to take away the passing lane, you know? Like you should be over there fucking pushing that guy out of there so your goalie can see. Exactly. And it's like, oh man, who was it? What's his name? Andre Schuster of the Lightning. The Lightning, I think, just resigned him if I saw that. And he was like, oh, he's like the epitome of that where he's a defenseman and he's just a like six, seven of marshmallow. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? It's just yeah. brutal. Um But yeah, it's like it's you get you, you almost get punished now for just trying to play like solid, tough hockey. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we got to bring back like a Dave Brown cross check to the face and (laughs) think that's okay. Obviously it's not, but I mean, just a little bit, like even some of the slashing calls. And I know that that was the NHL went overboard after the whole Mark Mathot, Sidney Crosby thing. And they didn't come out and I I forget where the, like the actual statistics on it, but I saw it in a, it was some video on YouTube. You could look it up. Um, there was no actual statement saying the the, the league was going to crack down on slashing, but you knew they did. And if you looked of like the slashing calls throughout the years, and then the next year after the Mark Mathot thing, it was like three times the amount of all the slashing calls from yeah. years of years uh, previous. Uh, and that was prior. unwatchable, dude. That was unwatchable. Like you, it would just be a random whistle, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" And it still likes yeah. that. It, it's still like that now. With with uh, the, mm-hmm. it's a lot of the hooking and the slashing calls are the worst calls today, the absolute mm-hmm. worst. Like, tripping, it's hard to fuck up. You can't really fuck up a tripping call. And then, of course, the newer age fans, they, you know, anytime a punch is thrown, you got to, like, 10-minute misconduct, it's got to be roughing. It's got to, like, it's, yeah. okay, let's calm down. Um, I, I just want to say, was uh, was Sidney Crosby punished for that slash? No, he was not. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, was not. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. He most certainly was not. Um, yeah. But it's, like, it, it doesn't, it, it's only going to get worse and worse, unfortunately. Um and yeah. like even this year, some of the playoff calls were just like I watched all I watched the entire Lightning playoff series or every every game in the Lightning series because you know it was their cup run. If they if the Lightning weren't into that, probably, I might have watched. Um, I think I watched two other games. I watched one of the the Capitals and Boston game, and that one was all right. And then a Vegas and and maybe the Canadians or maybe it was I can't remember if it was Vegas and the Canadians or the Avalanche. I watched, but either way, it was so forgettable. You know, it was like <laughs> it wasn't anything to write home about, but the um, the calls even in the playoffs when they're supposed to let them play and let stuff go, the the slashing and the hooking calls were still just fucking brutal. And it was like, what are yeah. we doing? I I I don't mean to sound macho, but I t- it's like I take slashes like that in beer league. Like you're calling that? <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, and we can talk about like the the playoff rule changes, but I just sent you uh, a link. Uh, I just kind of got sparked back in my my mind about like 
accountability and like net front battles and everything. And, you know, like what a tough guy can do for the team in the playoffs. So if you, if you pull that up, Keeping up with what dust. Let me add roll real quick. Neil introduces glasses face to the back of the net. I love it. Yeah, like I remember watching this and everybody was like freaking out, and I was like, "Well, who won the game, right?" Yeah. Like, and and out of all like you know veteran enforcers at the time, I mean, you can't do better than like Chris Neal for like being smart and playing right. the game right. Let me run it back here. Hold on. Here we go. Let me get the volume up a touch. All right, that should be good. Yeah, so Glass lit that guy up, and Neil is right there. He's just, the way he rips his helmet off. Yeah. And I'm sure, and you know what? Tanner Glass would have done the same thing. And I love how <laughs> when Glass is in the box, and Neil, like, skates by and, like, stares at him, dude. It's terrifying. But uh, I remember that season. Everybody is like, why do the Rangers have Glass in the playoffs? You know, why do the Senators have... Chris Neal playing in the playoffs. It's like because they take care of their teammates and they yeah. actually impact the game, you know? Yeah, look how much I the think, fans uh, just hated that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Guy Boucher, I forgot about him. Fuck, he was the lightning coach for a while. Yeah. But it's just like two good two good guys doing their job, you know? It, it doesn't have to be right or wrong, good versus evil, you know? Don't it's just like two good team guys doing their jobs, yeah, you know? Good. Of course it's Fanuffy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just so, comes screaming in out of nowhere, like, fuck this. Oh, come on. And then if I remember right, Neil got, like, 17 minutes of penalties. The Senators killed it off. And then I think they won the game. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Chris Neal's smile was, like, the epitome of a hockey yeah. smile, too. <laughs> yeah. So I just love that. And again, it's just, it's just basic, right? It's just basic accountability. I remember there was like, uh, <laughs> so it was like, uh, I think Radko Gudis was with the Flyers and the Devils had like a rookie and like uh, Gudis lit up the rookie and then some dude on the Devils fought, fought Gudis. And everybody was like, oh, this is unacceptable. You know, why do you have to hit him? It was like in the third period. And it's like, well, dude, I mean, know who's on the ice it's radko fucking gudis he's gonna hit you like one of the last defensemen that actually hits people and it's like the dude on the devils is just doing his job don't worry about it it's right. fine it was taken care of it was solved like the problem is over but yeah if tom wilson quit tomorrow we'd all just go back to bitching about radko gudis every day oh exactly and you know what i'll show you another good clip i think it's Ryan Reeves. i want to say it was when reeves um he fought Tutu and actually got the better of Tutu. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I think Tutu ran somebody. No, ran. no, no, no. It was uh, Bobby Farnham ran Dimitri Yashkin, lit him up, and it was really dirty. And Reeves took the opportunity to get Tutu back from, like, five years prior. Oh, the suck. Yeah, that's right. It was the sucker yeah. punch. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Which, this. I almost forgot about the sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. We'll we'll get some context here. So let me share this. 
that's what it was. And here's here's a you know again know who's on the ice. So here's the the Ryan Reeves Jordan two two with the sucker punch. I don't think we'll watch the whole four minutes of it, but yeah. And I remember this too. This was before I liked two two. This was back when I still hated him. <laughs> but I remember that happening. And then yeah. yeah, Reeves really. I mean, he definitely gets his revenge on two two. Yeah. And he said, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I can't remember who said it, but they're like, Reeves is the talker, Tutu is the doer, and that's where the – and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's still kind of a dirty punch, if you ask me, but I'm also biased, so whatever. But then just I remember watching that uh, that uh, Blues-Devils game where Reeves gets his revenge, and I was like, well, do I like to see it? No, but uh, it's karma. It, yeah, it two, two, solves the problem. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he was asking him. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd call it a sucker punch. He was definitely. Yeah, it's not a sucker. Yeah, Reeves wasn't there to play patty cake. That's for sure. But he got the jump yeah. on him. But he definitely get. And I mean, we'll go back here. Reeves definitely gets him back for sure. And then <laughs> Steven Gianta, who goes all of five seven. He was knocked down. And then a big hit. Yeah. Dirty hit. Yeah, it was. But you see, you see Reeves like look around and realize. Yeah, he's like looking right there. And then he sees him. He's, he's like, like, "Oh, there he, he is!" Just, he discards of him after he throws him down. He just says, "Get the fuck off me, Gianta!" Yeah. And then see, Tutu still got his gloves on. Reeves wasn't playing that shit this time. <laughs> yeah. And he dropped him. He, and then he even gives him another shot when he's down. He almost he almost yeah. knees him there. I was waiting for a knee. But yeah, it just goes to show it's like it's like know who's on the ice. And you just wouldn't see revenge like that today, though. I mean, you see it like no. I said, a, like maybe a little bit with um, you know Wilson and the the Rangers, but I still don't think that was even comparable because I think the Rangers attempt it. Revenge was just, you know, subpar in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's better than not doing anything, but like, where was that when everything was going down? You know, in that, in that scrum, which is all it was, is like a scrum where, uh, you know, Panarin grabs Wilson, Wilson throws him off. It's like, what do you expect him to do? He didn't like beat the shit out of him. He didn't like sit on top of him like your big brother or anything, you know, right. he literally just like threw him off. And people are like, oh, my God, he's targeting a skill player. It's like, no, dude, he got grabbed by some dude. He didn't know who it was. He just threw him off, and it was fine. But, yeah, uh, and then and then nobody had anything to say. Nobody had anything to say that game. And then next game, they have their little, you know, orchestrated line brawl. Okay. Yeah. But. <laughs> and I remember watching that game and it was funny because I was like I had it on almost as like background noise before it started and I was like oh I'll put it on I doubt anything's gonna happen I remember I was like oh okay well fuck there's three right off the rip here that's nice and yeah. I like you said it's it's better than doing nothing at least I'll, I'll you know I'll give the, I'll give credit where it's due because it is better than doing absolutely fuck all so I mean that was solid at least um and then it was funny. They actually had, like, I think, six fights total the first period. But then you'd expect that to be the tone all game. And then after the first period, it was a dud. It was a complete yeah. dud. It's like, well, you, you really showed. And I don't know. I could be wrong because <laughs> I think the linesmen nowadays play a lot. Or not the linesmen, but the, you know, the official 
play into the hands of like, okay, well, next person who fights, it's a misconduct. And so I think that goes yeah. on a lot more now than it ever did back in the day. Um, and a lot of people were asking about it with like Matt Martin and Maroon going in the playoffs. And I think it was the same thing. Um, the linesmen were really trying to control the game and the, because I, I wanted them to fight off the square off when they got the chance to square off, but the the linesman broke it up, and then Maroon and Martin had to go off of like the side after it was like the end of their shift, out of a yeah. scrum, and it was just like a nothing fight. And people were like, what is? It? I was expecting way more. I was like, well, what do you think was going to happen? I was like, the refs tried everything they could <laughs> to not for that to not happen, and so the yeah. product is they have to do it at the end of a shift, out of a scrum. Obviously, the fight's not going to be that great. Trying to uh, trying to get psyched up for this, I watched the uh, the Islanders fight night earlier today when I uh, was getting ready, and I was like, anybody who hasn't seen the the Islanders fight night, I mean, it is like the best carrying out of hockey justice like that there is. You know, I think uh, what uh, the Penguins, you know, hit uh, Rick DiPietro and like broke his jaw and gave him a concussion oh, or something yeah, and they were like laughing about it and then just dude the islanders beat the piss out <laughs> of the penguins the next game and like and like the announcers uh the the like 17 minute long youtube video of it is the penguins announcers and you would think that like people were being like publicly beaten in the streets or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, dude, like you're the most coddled franchise in the league for like the last 10 years. And here you are whining and they're like, Oh, they're not going to quit until somebody else's face gets broken. Oh yeah, no. Like, until then, everybody's carted off on a stretcher. It was like, get back in your cage. Gillies. Like, Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Which that that's another perfect example of like, I used to really not respect Trevor Gillies and um and that fight night I, I saw that and I was like yeah dude that's really dirty and I kind of didn't respect him but I listened to some interviews of him and he's like a very intelligent articulate dude and to hear his side of that story it was like all right he's absolved you know <laughs> like, right exactly. his sins have been cleansed it's, it's, it's it's been, fine. his whole record's been expunged now it's all good because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like he I think uh what was that Tan Grady early in the game he had told him like you keep running around like you're gonna have to answer for it and the guy didn't listen so you know he got what was coming and uh anybody who hasn't seen that go watch it it it's it's so good you know it's got 20 minutes to kill it's so i think that might that might be the last like full-on like brawl filled game i don't think there's ever been anything like that since yeah I, I, I was trying to I think. think. I Canucks, mean, I think the Canucks and and uh, Flames happened a little bit after, but that wasn't all game. It was just off the opening draw, and then everything settled down after that. Yeah, the only thing about about in that same like time period that I can think of were those um, like Flyers Penguins brawls, which I, I don't think they were again like full game, but it's like the third period is just you know it's fights. Just, it's just a gong show. Yeah. And it, you know, appropriately so, right? If you're rivals and you're going to play and you're going to meet in the playoffs in the first round, uh, I would want that psychological edge. I would not feel bad about it. it's part of the game, you know, just like uh, David Backus's fists across Canada tour where he fought like all the Canadian Olympians <laughs> that <Yes>. he could. <laughs> I, I'll never forget that. I'll be like 75 years old telling my kids about it or grandkids, you know, 
well, we had this American hockey player uh, and he fought all the Canadian Olympic <laughs> hockey players prior to the Olympics. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Grandpa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll, Grandpa. We'll get you back to your bed, Grandpa. It's okay. <laughs> that meme that's out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, hey, it's you get that psychological edge. Uh, you know, you care about winning or you don't. Now, obviously, there's some ambiguous line in there, but a fight is a fight. I think it's fine. Chris, give me like 30 seconds. I'm going to rock a piss real quick. All these bush lights are just flowing through me. But Mike did bring up a good point. He said the last one, and I know know you probably have seen this and because Hitchcock was coaching Philly, but he said the Sens versus Philly was a solid one. Was that uh, a couple of years ago? It was like when, oh, it was take like your grandpa, take your pills. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That was one of the legendary brawls. But there was a, a a Hitchcock kind of like a game with several fights in it just a couple of years ago. I can't remember where he was coaching because it was after he left the Blues. So I can't remember if it was like Dallas, the Oilers, wherever he was. Um, but there was like a bunch of fights in this game and he, and some reporter asked him like, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? And he was like, I think everybody had fun. <laughs> I think this was a fun hockey game. Uh, yeah. So I'll have to look at that. Let's see. Gilly's just a scary, scary fucking man. Yeah, dude, that mustache. He has a great great handlebar mustache and just a terrifying human being because you know what he's going to do to you if he catches you for sure (laughs) oh yeah 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 i remember yeah yeah uh hendrix like uh hit somebody from behind right and um yeah, then he had a fight. That was that was really good. If there I'm remembering go. the correct incident, much better. All right, thanks for providing me with uh, you know a little <laughs> a little relief there. Holy shit! Well, it didn't help because before I was getting a headache and I was so worried it was going to turn into one of my migraines because it was getting really fucking bad. So I pounded mm-hmm. a shit ton of water before this too and had to take some ibuprofen. But we're <laughs> we're rolling now. I think you know if anything, the bush will definitely help a headache. <laughs> but yeah. I was, I was just talking about while you're in the bathroom. Um, I, I can't remember. I've been trying to find the clip, um, but it was, let's see. I got, I can't read. Uh, it was like Hitchcock after he had left the blues and he was coaching and uh, <clears throat> there was like a bunch of fights in this game and some reporter asked him, you know, uh, how'd you feel about that? Like, how do you think your players feel about that? Whatever. And he's like, I thought it was fun. I think everybody had a good time. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think it was a it was a stars game. It was when he was coaching the stars. Okay. I remember yeah. they had like f- four fights. I know exactly. What, well, I shouldn't say I know exactly, but I know it was, for a fact he was with the stars. And I remember okay. that because it was on Twitter. People were like, "Is this fucking serious?" And you, me, and everybody was like, "This is fucking. This is exactly what it's supposed to be." Yes, it's serious. Yeah, yeah. This is what this is what the people need to hear. You know, this <laughs> right. is this is Ken Ken Hitchcock's inconvenient truth. For, right for, yeah uh, he's gonna school y'all some knowledge real quick about how hockey's supposed yeah. to be played 
And then, and then the best part is though, it's like the the new age fans will tell Ken Hitchcock, the head coach in the NHL, that he's wrong. Oh, okay, yeah, so he's wrong. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right with your fucking tire beer that you're drinking, your tire IPA, and you know whatever. Hey, hey, don't rip on the IPA. Oh, I I'll mean, rip look on at the IPA. <laughs> Look at this mustache. I had mine curled earlier today. I had the Wyatt herb going on a little bit. The wife would not let that stand. I just wanted to see if I had length on it enough to do it. And sure as shit, I could do it if I really wanted to. <laughs> this is what the people want. Yeah, bring it to the people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, shit. I've had some fantastic mustaches, some some terrible mustaches. I, th- I think I'm doing pretty okay. Hey, I finally right now. committed to the beard here, so we're 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 going we're going strong here. I'm probably my my wife probably won't let me have it for our. I say our wedding, but it's like our celebration now at this point because we had to move our fucking wedding six different times <laughs> from COVID. What did I know? Jay probably just said some dumb shit. <laughs> oh, great! No, Dan- it's fucking Darren. We've already ripped your ass. You have to come in here. You know, Jay that's what I was, dude. He missed. He missed the important conversations. We already covered like yeah, all we've the covered all of our fucking topics, and of course he comes in here when we're talking about fucking IPAs, bush light, and mustaches. And mustaches, yeah, and mustaches. <laughs> Don't you? You got a fucking condo to go sell, bud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Log on to the group, and this is what I see. Well, you've actually missed a really good one, Darren, because we have found out that uh, we can share fights. So we've been kind of breaking down fights here and there, incidents, incidents. You know, air quotes. Um, but you know, we'll bring up another one, Chris, you got another one for us that you have uh, written down at all. Um, let's see. If Kinda. not, I'll, if not, I'll fucking bring one up anyway, because we got, you know, yeah, you, you pull one up now and I'll, I'll look for another one, but all I right. mean, I used you to, should, again, you should like, know what's coming. You should know what's coming. <laughs> when I used to, you know, watch hockey and all my friends used to watch hockey and we used to just be constantly talking hockey. I could. I could like rattle, you know, stuff off and tell you who fought who, when and why and what the previous record was and what time of the year it was. And now I just I've kind of lost that memory just because I don't talk about it so much. But right. So Mike says, let's see some from the guys in this chat and uh, Mike Langshear. I think Mike uh, Mike has some from the OHL, so I can pull that up for sure. I think so. I from what I've seen. And Mike, don't I, I'll pull yours up. You had a goalie fight you, as a attendee, and um, let's see, Chris is a cultured man, and Alec and Darren <laughs> likes it. Unlike Alec and Darren, and likes a tasty beer. Sorry, we don't like bug sprayed my beers. Damn it! Apparently, you're cultured for <laughs> drinking IPAs. No IPAs, I can't do craft. Like if it's like a craft lager or like a stout, that's about as far as I can go. IPAs, just no matter what, I just and my my taste buds just don't like it. And I've tried numerous mm-hmm. IPAs, I just can't do them. But we'll pull this up here, and Chris. So we'll get we'll get to a couple fights after this. But we'll, you already know this is probably one of our favorite fights, if not one of, if not like my all time favorite fight. We'll oh yeah, ahead. dude, this is the real deal right this here. Is, so all right, so give to give people a a backstory on this. So John Morassi, this was already after his time with Syracuse, and this was after his time with I think we went to Fort Wayne after that. So his time in the AHL and the ECHL were up and. Um, he was initially going to retire, I believe, and then the LNH reached out to him and asked if he wanted to come back. So he had zero reason to come back. It's not like he's going to make the NHL after this, but he just did it for the love of fighting. And him and Terrio both did it. And Terrio, of course, being a veteran of the league, I think he played over 15 years in the uh, the Quebec League. So um, this fight is really the, it, it's a show fight, yes, and it's staged per se. I, I hate using that term. It's definitely one of those. It's not going to happen organically, but. The the dudes just dropped the gloves, knowing that they wanted to put on a show for the fans, 
and go out with a bang the same way they came into their career. And I just I, this fight is so fucking good. And the you got the, the typical like L and H horn going off, the dance with the devil. So I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the, hey, no, no, no offense intended to anybody, but I just call that like the white trash horn. Like you know exactly what you're getting in there. I enjoy it. So <laughs> it, it's don't, all part don't of the, say it's I'm all too culty because I enjoy the air horns. It, exactly, it's all part of the atmosphere. But it's like. <laughs> It was like the last like oorah of the really big heavies in the LNH. So I just I fucking love this fight. We'll skip ahead to when they they drop the gloves because it's a little bit here. So here we go. Oh, dude, and I love their like square off. Yes. You know? it's a new fight, fucking tremendous. There's your cheap horn. <laughs> <laughs> and look, the guys kneeling in the background know it's about to be a fucking Donnie book. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just a crazy person. It's great. And look, they're just like screaming at each other mid fight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in that square off, he says, and Mike says, just uh, not even looking at Morassi, just in his own world. Like, right. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I showed somebody this fight, and they're like, that little dude, like, how is he dealing with this? And I was like, <laughs> you gotta learn about John Morassi. You can't hurt that guy. Like... <laughs> You hit him with a car, the car's gonna come out on the worst end, you know? Right. I love how they're even hyping him up, like they got like the nasty, nasty gloves. But, and then... And I'll allow the high five, that, that one <laughs> meme, I'll allow it. <laughs> well, yeah, and then didn't they like take pictures after this game together? They did, They so they took... Um, yeah. They took... Um, like post game pictures after the fight and they're both posing with like thumbs up and shit like that and it's awesome i can put i'll post them in the group later i have them in my my phone somewhere in one of the folders yeah. um but yeah they're but, in there sorry keep going <laughs> sorry i'm just i'm reading i'm reading now i gotta go through and read all the fucking comments now um well we, we started a commotion dude there's a all-out there's another there's all a beer, beer brawl going on in here. <laughs> yeah. Me to Alec. Any good craft beer IPA places in Tampa? Alec, how the fuck would I know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I will say if I drink craft beer, I I, pre I really do prefer like dark lagers. Like I like uh fuck it. What's the one I like? Turbo Dog. Turbo Dog is a really mm. fucking solid one that I had um, a lot. And but I mean, Bush Latte, Nectar of the Gods. This I mean, <laughs> look at this. This is beautiful. Custom, and custom then, glass sent to me by my buddy. And what's funny is, like, this goes to show how close you can get with people on, like, the internet. This was sent to a guy I literally played fucking PlayStation with for, like, the past four years. He sent it to me as a Christmas pe a present. Yeah. Which is great. But uh, we, we can come back to this later. We, uh, I just want to make sure we, we acknowledge it. But I believe the gentleman's name is also Chris from previous episodes. He asked, uh, what are the top five active top five or 10 active fighters and predictions for the upcoming season. 
active meaning how many times you think they'll throw down so we don't have to talk about this right now but i think that's a, no, a that's decent a question that we, we can touch on that right now i mean we got nothing yeah. else going on we got I mean, we got time to kill are there five yeah exactly it's like <laughs> um so i think the biggest one obviously right off the bat that we talked about before and i talked about it in a previous episode is obviously reeves and wilson i think that's definitely i i, I will say and we looked it up um when I well, I think I was when I was talking about the the signings, I'm trying to go here off the top of my head. I think Reeves had three fights all year, and Wilson had four. Mm-hmm. So that's just I mean, you, yeah, the, both the the two toughest guys in the league didn't even have five fights total. So yeah, going off of that for just this season, I think they fight. I'll say twice. My my bet was placed on twice. I could see three, but twice for sure. I can probably bet on because they're in the same division. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I mean, you've just got uh, kind of like one of the only other like true heavies, which, you know, I'm sure Joe would be happy to hear about this. But Ross Johnston, yeah. I mean, I think he's got the chops. He, he is the real deal. Uh, but who is there for him to fight? Right. So maybe Reeves, you know, the 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 rivalry of New York. We'll see. But I, I just don't I don't know. I, I feel like there's nobody for him to fight these days, really. It's going to be tough, and I, I will say one of the games that I thought about, um, you know, people want to circle on their calendar for this upcoming regular season. Um, I'll give the devil its due here, and of course, you know, as much as I love to shit on today's game in the NHL, the series between the Lightning and the Panthers was probably the most exciting playoff series I have watched in years. At least the first two games. It sort of fizzled out the, the further it got. But the first two games was just straight up smash mouth hockey. Like the little black thing was just an afterthought. It was the yeah. most hits I've seen in a single hockey game in years. So I think there's going to be um, some some shenanigans going on with those two teams, at least the first game they play. Now, the Lightning did offload some of their toughness. They still have Maroon, but they don't have Shen. Um, but they did pick up Corey Perry, which I was actually pretty excited about because I, I, yeah, like, no, I, I like I, Corey I remember game. when I. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna win again next year." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think Corey Perry's gonna be going out there and tr- looking to drop gloves. I mean, he's let the sleeping dog lie at this point. He might though, and he, as we saw yeah. with the whole thing with uh, Tavares last year uh, against the Maple Leafs, he'll still fight. Um, but I, I think that'll be a fun game to watch. How many fights there'll be, I'm not sure because, like I said, the Lightning offloaded some some of their guys uh, due to cap, obviously. But they still yeah. have Maroon, and that's about as far as it goes. What you got? No, I was, I was just saying, um, I think, uh, who's, who mentioned Timothy mentioned, uh, Morin, which I I've heard he's in the flyers organization. He's a big like defenseman that they say, they say he can fight. I know he got a couple of chances, but, uh, if they could send a link for like a good, for a good Morin fight, cause I don't, I just don't know. I think he got, he got the, he, he popped Johnston with one Ross Johnson. And I, I I think Mm -hmm. I played the audio for that with my brilliant editing skills. I fucking played the (laughs) video on my phone and put it up to the microphone on the enforcer signing episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think he was the one who dropped, uh, dropped Ross with, I think it was a, it was either obviously a right or left, but he dropped him with a punch. He definitely tagged Mm -hmm. Johnston and the fight was over. Um, and I saw Darren say that Lucic is still his vote for the toughest guy in the league, which I could definitely. See. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't want to get into that now. But I think Reeves would handle Lucic totally fine. I wish yeah. we could hey. see it, but I don't think we're ever going to see it because they're now yeah. now it's they're separated from they're completely different conferences now. 
And then, and then you know if it happened, if it happened, and Reeves did handle him, everybody would be like, "Oh, Lucic is old, you know, yeah. uh, he should have got him earlier." And it's like, well, that might be true, but you know, you never know. I don't know. It's like, I well, it's like the same thing it. with like Probert, and you see guys like towards the oh well, no, it's okay. It was it was the end of his career. He was in Chicago at that point. It's not the same. It's like, eh, well, yeah, you know, it is what it but is. But then uh, uh, I believe again, I'm just gonna start calling them Chris. Yeah, because... Mike, yeah, I was gonna start. I can't remember if it was a right or a left, and then so it was like, well, I mean, it's obviously it's one of them. <laughs> Uh, obviously, it's got to be one of them. I don't think he's throwing any fucking spinning back fist or leg kicks at him. <laughs> I was gonna say like, yeah, a center punch. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, Trent Frederick, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in Boston, he's a St. Louis guy. You know, I don't put him in in the heavyweight category by any means, but I just absolutely love the way that guy plays. I mean, uh, I somebody called him an electric factory, and and you know that's I don't know if there's a better description. That guy runs around he's willing to go but i i don't put him in a heavy category and then one guy i just did just remember <laughs> spine punch one guy i did just remember was uh what's his name um and we'll talk about mcdermott because he's underappreciated i don't think he's a killer but he is very much underappreciated right. but what's that guy uh with the like the scottish last name the big dude um McElrath? McElrath, yeah, I was that guy's the up. real deal. I was gonna bring him up. Yep, and that's another yeah. dude. I, I, and he's with Washington, and that mm. would be sweet if they fucking dressed him for game one versus. And instead of if if we got McElrath versus Reeves instead of Wilson versus Reeves, that would be a treat. I really think so. Yeah, but McElrath yeah. is one of the last heavier weight. Like I mean, he hung in there with Breck a lot, and that's that's not an easy feat. And I've said it. Darren has said it. Breck a probably the toughest dude in hockey today. Um, still yeah. coming around. Yeah, for sure. I I, I remember when uh, when McElrath. <laughs> he said, "Fuck office. you and your elephant." My elephant's dead, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but uh, I I got a new elephant. I'm friends with. All right, he did send a a video link. But yeah, I remember when McElrath got called up. I mean, that dude had like a weekend, like his first like real shot. He I think he got respect like, the fight like three or four games in a row or whatever you know and i think his first nhl fight was mcgratton which is uh real <laughs> there now i feel like a fuck so i got the so i'll pull up this uh <laughs> the the morin fight here hold on here we go let me share the screen it's a hey darren darren it's okay he, he died of natural causes that's fine that was just sad it was just sad <laughs> oh that's not it so hold on i, I can pull it up sam First thing right there. All right, so here we go. Jens ninety five. That's a solid. This this is one of those channels that gets hockey shit up so fast too. I recommend this channel. Yeah, dude. Out there. Is this is also the channel where they upload like full games, right? Yeah. So let me go full screen here. Here we go. All right, so here we go. We got Ross Johnson dropping the gloves with Sam Morin. Brian Pollock, but he hold on here. We've got a couple of big boys. They want to dance. Ross <laughs> Johnston <laughs> and the Sam twig. Moran. The two biggest guys on the ice meeting at center ice here. The first chance they get. They talked about this in warm-ups. And they go right after one another as Moran comes over the top. And Ross Johnston answers with Oof. one of his own. Now that, that's, those, are, those are big boys there. That's Ross gets Oof. rid of yep. a little, little good over right Oh, yeah. Moran. <clears throat> Knocked down Ross Johnson. So prior to what I thought, it wasn't a leg kick; it was a right hand. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was not a, like a slashing of the Achilles uh, tendon with a skate blade. Uh, <laughs> YouTube Premium. You think I got fucking money for that over here, Jay? Jesus <laughs> Christ! What do you think? 
I'm already spending out the Yazoo to get this shit live on Zoom calls with Facebook, let alone YouTube Premium. But yeah, I, I think that channel, I believe it's that channel or a very like similar sounding channel uploads full length games from like you know, all the way back in like black and white 1950s, 1960s to yeah. like 2015. I, I've watched some like Blues Blackhawks like 2010 games on there. Very good. Check it out. Don't ruin it. Don't tell don't tell the cops. Yeah. Well, it's funny as Darren pointed <laughs> out, how is that channel still up? But yet, um, you know, Steve's and George has got shut down somehow, which is just a it fucking must be, crime. It, it's Gary's burner account. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> well, it's funny because like the East Coast League, you can't even upload like you can't tag him in it. I know Jay. Um, I'm sure he could attest to this. And yeah, Sugar Mama can't get it for you. No, she already, you know, <laughs> she's she already bought me. Oh, well, it's coming. It's, it should be here Monday, but for my birthday, actually, it'll be over here on my my other shoulder. It's a Five for Fighting podcast neon sign. So she surprised me with that. I'm looking forward to getting that. So Sugar Mama's broke right now, unfortunately. So maybe I, I got to show <laughs> some leg on the street, and that'll. Or, you know what? No, you know what I'll do. I know what'll get people. If I put on a sweet pair of Joe's Coliseum Chronicle leggings, that'll they'll flock. The masses will come to me. Um, <laughs> is it, uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Never mind. But I don't uh, have the attack. Uh, Jay said uh, they would rip down any ECHL videos I would post. Couldn't mention the league and the tags or description. So yeah, it's like, like why you you think you, that would? And they the funny thing is all the teams will upload the fights. So it's like why yeah. would you want the 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 fights up there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you've got to think these like smaller leagues have to be struggling with how they're also changing. Yeah, you know, they're getting softer, not as much fighting. So maybe they're just trying to get like whatever revenue they can from from videos, you know. Right. Um, but like, do you think the SPHL is doing great right now with like very few fighters? Probably not. Now, the SPHL, I will say this, that I think that league has more tougher guys rolling around than probably the coast. Um, yeah. I know Jay is a big uh, SPHL guy with the storm being up there. The one game I did go to, there wasn't any fights, but there was a lot of, you know, emotion shown. So that was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I can tell with the ECHL, it seems like the refs put the whistles away a little bit more, which is nice. So it's like they, they wanted to be there, but they don't want it like exploited for some reason. It's like they're, they're in a weird like standoffish state with it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, okay, so yeah, it's, it's not really hard to be the toughest hockey league right now. That's not really what I'm saying. So, like, I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, plenty relative to the crop in right. every other league, plenty of tough dudes in the SP. But I'm just saying, like, there's no way they can be what they used to be, and there's no way they're filling seats or selling tickets like they used to as, you know, I, I would expect to see these smaller leagues struggle, just not drawing like they used to. No, it, it is true, and it's like you even see it in the L and H. It's supposed to be the toughest league in the world, and it's been struggling now. Well, what, what did someone comment? Jay, Jay, get some biotin, dude. You can go down to Walgreens, get some biotin, fix your beard, okay? It's not we're we're in this together, okay? So Mike said like, they allow don't it, worry. they don't encourage it, but they secretly want it to play out. And Mike, I'm glad you just commented because I have something pulled up, and this is Mike's fight footage. Uh, he's a goalie, and he was throwing down. So let's get it pulled up here. Hold on. All right, this should be good. That's the test. There we go. So I think he's the guy in the red. I think. Oh, <laughs> love it. There we go. 
<laughs> Hell of a game, huh? Hell of a game. How's she going? Oh God. Gotta love hockey. Gotta <laughs> love hockey. Oh, he's got his jersey coming off. It's gonna be hard to. I mean, he's got really quick stories. Not a bad one, not a bad one. I, you know what, Mike, I'll ask you this. How is it fighting with all that fucking equipment on? Because I feel like that's just got to be the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, you see the goal. Well, I, I don't think anything will ever beat, like, you know, Potvin and um, uh, Hextall going at it. Because, I mean, that was just, like, toe-to-toe -to -toe for goalies. But the the fighting as a goalie, I feel like, it just has to be the most exhausting thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, like if I was a goalie, I would absolutely want to get in a goalie fight for sure, but it's gotta be a pain in the ass, you know, Jay, I've got socks older than these guys. You <laughs> fucking spank sock you've had since you were 13, probably you bastard. <laughs> um, but well, you got any, you got any other fights you want to, you want to just bring up to bullshit about? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can find plenty. I just need yeah, to kind of like, here rev up my my memory um where was that uh <sighs> i we get a lot of hate for how young we are i think it's, it's just these crotchety old men are just jealous yeah well i don't know why they would be we're gonna live through the apocalypse longer than they will you know yeah uh <laughs> we get to watch the economy crash it's gonna be great fun for the whole family oh dude uh oh shit okay so i'm just looking I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'm like spacing on i'm pulling up some fights here but i see that uh reeves and gabriel fight has 1.2 million does it really views. yeah wow and i know i'll, I'll send, I know, send it over I think that i don't i chris i know you're not a baseball guy but there's a guy who breaks down baseball clips called john boy um yeah and uh, he he likes to break down a lot of Reeves fights and it's actually great for growing the game because these are all baseball fans who see this and like oh my god this is cool there's a fight let me go watch hockey now and it's the same thing we were talking about that's um, that's the exact one i just sent you is the john boy is it Reeves. really yeah gabriel i just checked yeah so he probably yeah so john boy probably broke that down and it's him talking about it um and that was i don't understand why people were hating on um, Gabriel so much. Everybody was clear yeah. how much they miss old time hockey and how much they wish fighting and personality was still in the game. And then here comes Gabriel and it gives him a taste of it. And then he, all of a sudden he's an asshole. Like it's yeah. Like, fight fans are. So no, I love that dude. Like oh, uh shout out to, wasn't he on the biscuit with William? Right. He, and like, I believe he was yes. Forever ago. At first I was like pretty suspicious about this dude's antics, not going to lie, but hearing him talk like, this is a solid human being. This guy's a good dude. So, yeah, I want some of that extra entertainment in the game, too, you know? Four quick shots. Right. <laughs> he fought a boxer accidentally, of course. <laughs> What's that? Hard. I'm reading the comment. He said, Mike says, uh, it's the worst. I fought a boxer accidentally, of course. <laughs> Naturally. All right, so... Let's see here. We can. Oh, Gabriel gave to the Drop Your Gloves Fund as well. Yes, I don't know did. if you want to plug that. Uh, according to Darren, I I will say, I promise to donate and buy some fight DVDs, and I will. But my debit card expired, and the postal service is fucked up right now, purposefully. So it took a month to get 
a new debit card. Uh, so I was locked out of my bank account for like a month and I moved to another state, but now I have a new debit card so I can actually like get into my bank account and donate to the future preeminent fight database. Yes. It is run by Steve from when Probert was king.com. Um, so he's trying to bring it back and I repost it countless times in here. And for the love of God, people, if, if, if people from the group, we've got 12,000 or like, like 12.5 thousand people. So like, you know, 12,500, we'll say is a rough estimate. At least that's what Facebook says. Um, if everybody gave a dollar, the site would be up by now. We'd have a whole new drop your glove. So please go back to it. It's in the announcements. I'm sure somewhere, uh, all you got to do is go there, donate, whether it's a dollar, a thousand dollars, you know, $2 doesn't matter. However much you feel like donating. We even had, you know, former player or not former player, current player and Curtis Gabriel give money to it and, you know, help try to bring back the drop your gloves for, um, us, us fight fans. And it's big just for not only us, but just for the players as well. Cause they want to go back and look at their fights. And as we all know, those fuckers at hockey fights and I can finally, I've motherfucked him before, but now that Darren's come out and said that I can motherfuck the shit out of hockey fights because they stole all of his fucking ideas, so fuck those guys. Um, seriously, <laughs> hockeyfights.com is the fucking worst site ever uh, for hockey. You know, for, for people claiming to be such hockey fight lovers, they just post a bunch of fucking cat videos, steal Darren's tournament, steal his fucking idea. They don't post him sh- or they don't post his shit, even though he was you know supposed to be a partner of them. They just fucked him over. So. Um, you know, sorry to get a little pissy here, but you know, seriously, fuck those guys over at hockey fights. And this is important because we could have a better site than that website. And I mean, it's just a shit show even trying to navigate it. They don't have any, even with Mike, as you were in here earlier, with, uh, talking about the WPHL, they wouldn't have any of your shit in there from the Western Pro League. Yeah. But you know what did is drop your gloves, drop your gloves, had all that shit. So please get out there and donate, and it can help out, uh, bring back a better fight database for not only just us fight fans, but for players to go back and look at their. Um, old fight cards, but please, yeah. please do go do that. So that's, there we go. I'm off my high horse now, but fuck hockey fights is the moral, moral of the story. Fuck hockey fights.com. Fuck those guys. Fucking assholes. Yeah. I, I sent over the uh, three fights, <clears throat> you know, some more, some more, uh, smaller fighters. Let's see who we got here. Let me... Theme of the night, I guess. Copy this here. Singer was an okay dude. Yeah, from what I, from what Darren says though, and from what I've heard from a lot of people, it's like hockey fights like to have like the monopoly on shit. It wouldn't be their video or like from the NHL, but they'd slap hockey fights on it because they just had to have everything. So that's a bit fucking greasy in my opinion. Like, and even I know the dude at number seven at hockey or not, excuse me, at uh, Drop Your Gloves was kind of the fucking uh, a douchebag. I mean, to put it bluntly, um, from all accounts, I never had any any interaction with him. But from what I can tell, he was always like, you know, I kind of started this and uh, a really big fucking ego about the whole drop your glove site. And instead of even passing it off to somebody, he just stopped doing it. And all the years of hard work, which was user driven of that site, was just lost in an instant. So um, hopefully bringing this bringing the website back is possible and we can have a better uh, drop your glove site. So here we have we have Scott Nickel versus uh, Bull. And this is the St. Louis Blues. And- Anytime I can plug Scott Nickel, I'll do it. <laughs> Love that dude. Sure. Another another like tiny dude who just did not take shit from anybody. There we go. All right. But I think I was at this game, if I remember correctly. Get the puck to center ice. Johansson down the boards. And now for Gillies, play back of the goal. Nickel there. Oh, oh, fuck. Fuck. And so, holy shit, right? 
And then he doesn't take it laying down. He goes after Jared Bull, who's like a foot taller and yeah. 100 pounds heavier. Love it. Yeah, I didn't see any good fight, bro, after that. Oh, dude. And then here's another dude we can talk about a little bit. But uh, Chris Stewart was on this team. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for being as good of a fighter as he was. Like, he, he was big, strong, and very, like, tactical. And so, like, that period when he couldn't – I mean, and he could score goals. Like, he was offensively talented. Like, oh, Scott Nickel lit up. <laughs> he just, like, drops the gloves and chases him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love it. God, he gets lit up, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like elbow straight to the dome. And you can imagine, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I wouldn't, it's an unfortunate hit for sure. I'm not going to try to speak for that guy, but the quickest way you make sure that doesn't happen again, or it's less likely to happen is you go after the guy who did it. Right. No, exactly. So. <laughs> Tremendous. Love it. <laughs> hitch. Hitch. Yeah. There's a tropical storm in Jersey right now. I feel like I'm in Alec land. <laughs> yeah, the tropical storms down here have been shitty. They haven't been any good. I mean, I shouldn't say good, but we have to shut everything down on like the, my job site and shit. And then, I mean, there's nothing happened. So we do all this, all this prep work for nothing. But I'd rather have that than have a bunch of shit blown around around here. All right, let's see here. Next fight. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go in sequential order that you send them to me here. It's okay. No, fucking. But yeah, this does anybody have any like questions or topics? I mean, we can yeah, kind of riff off of that. Anything you want us to talk about? Anyway, we can sit here and watch Scott Nickel fights all night. It's fine <laughs> yeah, with me too. Fucking rabbit hole of somebody. <laughs> like again, like this is a dude. Like you know, not a killer. Obviously, he's like five foot four or something. But love the guy. Very lovable player. I I remember this watching this game live, and this dude does not know. He just gets piss pumped. Oh, it's Booth, of course it is. <laughs> like you know, Booth is not a fight fighter either. But like, can you imagine picking on like a tiny person and then they just beat the wheels off you? <laughs> Talk more about beer. Um, beer? What beer? I mean, what, what are the beer is there to talk about besides Bush? Honestly. I mean, uh, you know, hey, I'll say, I, I don't know if you're in Canada, but I will say Carling Black Label is my is my beer I drink in Africa. So shout out to Canada for that one. <laughs> the beer I liked up in Canada, it was a really small one called, it was like, a, I, I had it while I was at a bar in Montreal. Um, and it was called Creedmoor Springs. Fucking delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, let's see. What else can we go? Th oh, here we go. Hold on. We'll do, we'll do this fight. And I don't think Morasti gets enough credit in the bossy Morasti saga because it was mm -hmm. just, you know, it was a little bit one-sided. <laughs> here we go. This is good quality. This is probably one of the best hockey fights you'll see as well. This one is, is up there. Um, this is going to be super loud. I think we're going to have the train horn going on. This is like peak LNA <laughs> here. So we'll put the volume down. But um, this is like. Oh, Carling's big in England. That's good to know. Round three or four between them. But this one's solid. 
turn it up a little bit. But, uh, the Chiefs. So, like, and Bosse is out on his feet, like, twice in this fight. Like, he, you can tell he's, like, out and almost goes down. Like, right there, he almost went down. Like, and then right there again, just eats it. It's insane. <laughs> the horns kill me. The amount of blood coming from Boss A2 is like, oh my god. It looks like something out of like a horror movie. Insane. Yeah, that's, that's still and there not not trying to judge, but I'm just gonna say I don't understand that haircut. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Boss A went to the UFC and we didn't, so maybe he knows something that yeah. we don't about haircuts. Hey, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't understand it, like at all. <laughs> I it was it was definitely something. And of course, Morasti always had the mohawk going, no matter what. Like whatever league he was in, he always had it. But Until, here. Like, uh, Sent over a couple more. Uh, there's the the uh, the in that set of three that I sent you. The third one is uh, is two two one punching Brad Malone, and he punches him so hard the sticker flies off his helmet. So that's a good one. I remember I that one. Hold on, here we go. Let me get it I don't know here. if people have seen that one. No, because it was like it was in two two's later days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, cl- it was close to the end there. I think it was with Detroit, but, maybe. Or no, I think it was with the Blackhawks. Let me see. All right, I got it pulled up. Wait, wait for this. And then I sent you, I sent you a couple uh, Chris Stewart fights after that. One of them again, Lucic. So we can see, you know, how tough Lucic really is. Oh, okay. Just throwing shade over at Darren. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got Jordan Tucci. <laughs> one for Jacob Josephson, and the long wait is over here tonight. 48 seconds to go in the period. Oh, just huge for Jacob Joseph, Steven Gianta to get them feeling more confident, better about themselves. And now we got a scrap. Oh my, this is Jordan Tutu. And the, the goal scorer, Brad Malone for the Kings. Oh, the goal my. scorer, yeah. Oh, my, my. <laughs> Jordan Tutu. Can you imagine getting man. punched so hard, it's like a Malone. sticker on your helmet flies off? I don't understand the physics of that. And I will say this. I'm sorry if anybody in here is a Carolina fan. Play, that was the most dead fucking atmosphere I've ever experienced from an NHL team ever. I'm sorry. I can see why you need the fucking storm to try to attract people into that fucking <laughs> arena. It's awful. Oh Boy, he just snaps Malone here. I hope he's okay. But yeah, I love you can see this. Like, well, yeah, you see it like go up in the air right around here and see him falling <laughs> in the ice. Tremendous. <laughs> oh my god, beautiful. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. You don't understand the physics. I thought you were a scientist. Hey man, I'm doing my best. Okay, these are rough days. <laughs> I I understand uh, ecology. Uh, I passed all of my physics courses in college, but uh, 
let's just chalk that up to mysticism how that sticker came off i don't know <laughs> let's see what else do we have yeah oh here we go we got the chris stewart fight let me let me paste this in here which one which one was that uh, it's the first i guess the first one he sent me i'm not sure which one it is okay you can't go wrong with Chris Stewart, though. I, and I think he should have had a better shot with the Flyers when they tried to bring him back. For oh, dude. Thing. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, like, Oh, for whatever reason, it just it just takes me to Chris Stewart. It doesn't take me to, like, Chris Stewart's actual. Was it the one with Lawson Krause? No. Let's see. I'm about to say, I know Sorry. he beats the fucking doors off of somebody there. It was uh, Mark Stewart. So it was Chris Stewart versus Mark Stewart. Let's see. Copy link address. I'll, just, I'll put it right I here. find it. All right, Which, I got it. Okay. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. I'll be back. But, I mean, yeah, Chris Stewart, that dude, like, got screwed. You know, big, strong, can fight, offensively skilled, could not understand how he could not find a job, you know, at the end of right. his career. All right, so here we go. Well, you can go rock a piss. I'll, I'll get the commentary and maybe some, <laughs> some bush light talks here. So let's see here we got Stewart. Stewart versus Stewart. He wasn't able to get out of the way of that. Yeah, it looked like it took a weird hop off the glass. Is that right, Darren? That's hard. And then the, off the referee. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it hit the stanchion first. Right. And then it kind of went towards him. But, I mean, that, that's a hard deal for the referees. Yeah. And they feel bad, worse than everybody else about it. But, it, I mean, they, they don't want to be a part of it at all. But they are part of the ice. So if it yep. stuff like happens, that you just hope you're on the right side. And here we have a fight off the face-off. Chris Stewart. There's the Blues on the power play. You rarely see a fight when you start a power play. That's a rarity. Well, I mean, Mark Stewart's been in the middle of a lot of physicality against I if, the, I don't know against if Chris the Blues. Has any Remember Mark Stewart was the one that hurt the ribs of Brendan Moore in the first game they faced? And then Brendan Moore got him back Maybe with a punch in the schnoz in a scrum a couple of games later. And now Stewart goes at it with Big Mark Stewart. It looks like he is hurt going off. Stewart doesn't look like he's hurt, but keep your eye on it. Stewart goes in, gets good position, and man, does he go right at Big Mark Stewart right there. And he got him. There is no doubt about that. And Stewart. Remember, he beats the fucking doors off of um, Kraus when Kraus was with the Coyotes. Take a look at this. Oh, I've already watched it. Here we go. Third period this season. Coyotes have not. Now we get a whistle. Stewart will drop the gloves here. Stewart and Kraus. Well, Kraus is the guy that was giving some uh, business to Koivu and, and company. And boy, he is just getting fed here. Got a couple of good ones in there after taking a few. But boy, Stewart is feeding him and seriously giving him a heck of a beating here. He just gave him so many lefts. And Kraus just... Yeah, well, fucking Chris Stewart. I wish he would have gotten a, a bigger chance with the Flyers like I, like I talked about because I think he still could have been valued in um, today's NHL even. Let's see. Sorry, boy's got to duck out. Yeah, no problem, Darren. He can chirp us another time. Um, and then Timothy, yeah, you say he could have, should have stayed in there. I agree as well, um, especially with how soft the Flyers are. They've gotten so soft these past few years. It's been rough with them. So I definitely think Stewart should have been able to hang around with the Flyers. Um, all they really have is more. They don't have anybody else. Um, 
Oh yeah, by the way, Chris, yeah, Darren Darren bailed on us, so he pretty much, you know, just came in here to chirp us and fucking leave. So what what else is he good for? Yeah, you know, can't trust that guy, can you? You can't trust him as far as you can <laughs> Um But no, I so I showed a, a fight with uh Chris Stewart and um I don't even know the fight. His, I know his last name's Kraus, I think it's Logan Kraus, but beats the fucking doors off him. But again, he, I think I think Chris Stewart should have gotten a better shot with the uh, the Flyers, and he still could have been viable in today's, to even today's league. So it's unfortunate that it had to end the way it did. But um, let's see, AB criticizes play that preseason. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's it's some bullshit. But and I know he worked his ass off because he went over and I think he played in Nottingham um, and the EIA. I know he played in Europe for like a year or two. And then- yeah, it was, it was something weird where like. He signed one European contract and then like didn't show up to that team and then signed another contract and like played for a year. But it's like, you know, <laughs> like what the fuck, you know? He's he, like, who are you putting on your third line that is better, bigger, stronger, and tougher than he is? Like, who are you putting on your third line that is is as skilled as he is? You know, right. I'm not, not even saying. Okay, so then let's say you do have a really good third line. Who on your fourth line has that toolkit that he has? You know, exactly, exactly. But um, well, man, fuck, we've been going on for two, almost two and a half hours here. We've been we've been getting after it a bit. Yeah. Anybody else? You know, my uh, sparkling waters. Yeah, (laughs) sparkling (laughs) waters will do it. Switch to whiskey, which is probably gonna. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, I'll show because I know he brought up. The Adam Vay fight. I don't know if you've seen this one, Chris. So it was Adam Vay. Um, and so that's a, he was a, a goalie for the Mallards in um, the ECHL, the ECHL at the time. And one punch is a dude from, I think it was Cincinnati. <laughs> Let me see here. Yes, here it is. And it's, it's funny at first, like if you listen to the radio feed, the Cincinnati announcer is like super biased. He's like, "Oh, and he, they they just stumble down." Like the dude clearly just fucking tags him with a one piece punch. It's, just, <laughs> it's like uh, that's not what happened at all there, Cincy. Right, oh, I tripped. Yeah. Goalie gets knocked down. Oh shit! Yeah, like literally, like perfect placement right on the button. Yeah, it was a, t- a quick two-piece combo. The the announcer for Cincinnati. I, I don't have the audio. <laughs> I could probably find it in YouTube eventually. But yeah, he's like, oh, and they just go down. Like, they didn't go down at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. But well, man, I think we'll fucking call it here. I think we, we covered a lot of ground tonight, and I definitely got, we'll, we'll get you back on, and we'll break down more fights. We'll fucking, you know. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I mean, you know, uh, I was just, like, busy. I wish I could have kind of, like, refreshed <clears throat> a little bit more. So next time, I'll I'll do my research, you know. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do my research. How much research can we do? It's just drinking beer and watching hockey fights. I don't know how much uh, – 
clinical research goes into that but <laughs> yeah no i'm just saying like i wish i had more like fights on like the forefront of my brain of like oh shit yeah i remember when this happened like boom, 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 boom. All right, so you or know, like we'll, we'll uh, do this then next next uh, next time i have you on you have to give me the top five st louis blues fights of all time in your opinion have you ever seen the st patrick's day massacre does the tin man have a sheet metal cock <laughs> <laughs> That one's always great. That's a two-parter. That's a home <laughs> exactly. and home. But yeah, no, I'll, I mean, that, that'd be really hard. I mean, having been, you know, I would say one of, if not the toughest franchise in the history of the league to today with these uh, dudes straight off the Batan death march, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> these guys like six foot five, 173 pounds, Never had a glass of whole milk in his life. I don't know. <laughs> it's rough, man. We, we tr- everybody's just like scraping for something now. Yeah. But all right, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and bullshit here in the uh, the Enforcer Appreciation Group. I think it was a lot of fun breaking down some fights and just bullshitting a little bit here. Um, you know, and everybody for tuning in and giving us questions or you know your feedback or shitting on my bush light it's all good um i think it was all a lot of fun and i always enjoy doing these live interviews or you know interview and use that loosely in this case of course but um no it was a lot of fun so i appreciate everybody taking the time to come on yeah man i it was a blast um uh, i'm i'm free whenever you know uh <laughs> yeah, <I got laughs> it was you. a blast it was a great time but uh yeah i mean i think you know, how many other hockey fight groups are having like a live broadcast on a Saturday night? You know, I think you've got something special going with these videos, especially when you can get like players on, you know, like right. who the fuck am I? Right. But also who the fuck am I? Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I got to get some players on and we'll break down their fights. I think that'd be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. But all right, man, but, take uh, it easy. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it's great chatting. You. Absolutely. Well, like I said, we'll do it again sometime for sure. And thanks again, everybody, for coming on. For sure. Have a good one. Man. You gotta fight right, for your right.